Comic timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network, Network bitch. bitch. <laughs> Print it. Welcome to episode 196 of Comic Timing and Comics Podcast voted to the Irish comic book fan from the Irish comic book fan. Join in as Brecacina, rotating panel of guests, and myself, Ian Levison, discuss whatever comes to mind time after time here on Comic Timing. Hey, it's Marvel movie season again. Hey, Captain Marvel came out. Hey, we all saw it. Hey, let's talk about it. Hey. Oh. Hey. Oh. Here now, Comic Timing. Hey there, folks. My name is Ian Levicina, and welcome to episode 196 of Comic Timing. We got a round table going here. Raph, what's up? It's not that round. That, it, square table? Yeah, okay. There are round things on it. That's true. That's, that's, that's a bowl nice. with the same chips we had last episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> a plate. That uh-huh. wasn't here last time. Yeah. Chris is here again, as if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Chris Nottis. Sometimes I have like a real job where I do like real things, and, and then and then other times you're you're on this podcast. I, yeah, I'm slumming with you guys. Lovely. And then my mom listens to it, <laughs> so you know you get like one more listener every time I'm on the show. There I, you go. I'm proud of that. I am beyond proud of that, actually. And and hey, Casina's back. Hey, Brent. Hey. Yo yo. That's a Brent and Ian show. Oh. It's the Brent and Ian show. <laughs> yeah. Starring the Brent and Ian. <laughs> well, we've had like at least like. Five or six episodes where it's just been the two of us. You can make it you if you try. You always have to have a third or fourth. You are wrong. That is not always true. It's just sometimes. Then why'd you join Comic Geek Speak all the time instead of Be- podcasting more with me? Because oh, they needed a producer drama. and I've been helping them out and I enjoy helping people out. So that's what I'm doing. By the way, if you want to listen to me on Comic Geek Speak, go ahead and go to comicgeekspeak.com. Look, it's brand building. Yeah. Every millennial has to brand build. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Raph is building his brand. Yeah. You know, I'm building my brand. Ian's building his brand. And then there's Brent. <laughs> Brent has a brand. It's Brent B- has his videos. Yeah. BK's, Brent's, Brent's a YouTuber. BK's Bullets over, over at YouTube. Check it out. And actually, the uh, I listened to your uh, to your Reign of the Superman uh, and Death of Superman episode that you put out on, on the Comic Timing feed, and that was actually really good. Hooray. Hooray. So, so glad you guys... No, I have videos, but I never see comments from you guys. Oh, I don't. I don't comment on YouTube because I hate. I don't like looking at comments. Yeah, I, they get nasty. I don't look at the comments, but, yeah, most, but there are no comments on mine, so they're definitely well. Okay, not then I'll start commenting. Well, I can't watch videos on YouTube because it's just going to recommend some Richard C. Meyer crap. Oh Ooh. God! Oh, oh, oh. No, 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 no! I hope my videos don't do that. No, I hope not too, man. Most of the time, YouTube just gives me uh, suggestions for things that I'm already watching because it's next time. It's not, yes, dogs. dogs. Uh, lots of dogs. dogs. That that is. Is always true, yeah. So we so we all saw Captain Marvel. Uh, we we were all pretty okay with it, except for Brent. So that's that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Uh, you know what? I, I think I'm just gonna start off with Brent, and he can tell us how much he did not enjoy it, and then we You're can just really roll mean. In. You know that right? I know. I mean, let, let me just say before <laughs> yeah. Brent starts talking, I mm-hmm. didn't love the movie. No, I know. Okay, Brent, you go. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Brent, you go. Brent, Brent called Brent called it on Facebook worse than Thor: The Dark World, which I cannot co-sign. Well, hold on. Where is Thor The Dark World ranked for you, Brent? Let's just, it's like... It's last. Okay, just wanted to make sure, let's establish that it is the worst movie, Marvel movie, and Captain Marvel's the worst Marvel movie in your mind, Brent. And, and, and let's, let's go, just with go with that. was last, because now apparently Captain Marvel is below it, but... Yeah, to, okay, now now we now we have established that, so you can go ahead. Yeah, so what, what made it that for you, man? I just thought it was, like... I mean, even Thor The Dark World has its charms. 
Um, there's humor that makes me laugh. I guess there was some humor in this movie, but I didn't. I didn't laugh. Like so, I I watched the, you know, the trailers and stuff, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, no no trailer got me hyped or pumped up or excited to see the movie. Yeah, and I didn't watch a bunch of TV spots or anything like that. So. I just watched the main stuff, you know, teaser, trailer one, trailer two, and that's it. But um, but when I watched those trailers, and that's just going off the trailers, I wasn't like, oh, man, I can't wait for this movie, or oh, I'm excited to see this movie, right. like the way I am with Shazam coming out in like three weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, You mean the other Captain Marvel movie? Yeah, the other Captain Marvel movie that's yeah. coming out this year. That's not confusing at all. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I just thought like it was – I thought it was kind of weird in the trailers that they were hiding – brie larson's performance mm-hmm. like you didn't get to see her speak any lines at all in the trailers like there's no lines of there's no mouth movement of hers that matches the sound that's being played in the trailer mm-hmm. so i thought that was a little unusual so i go into this movie and i've read a couple reviews or watched a video or review or two of them not from any like bias sources you know i'm not reading the freaking incels that are all up in arms <laughs> calling people libtards or nothing like that yeah just mainstream reviews no, no, none and of the none of the rotten tomato review nothing, bombs nothing that, yeah no definitely <laughs> not um so i went in with lowered expectations thinking this is just going to be an, an okay movie right. you know and thor the dark world does rank last for me but it's still better than a lot of like if you gave me a choice between rewatching Thor: The Dark World and rewatching Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny, and I'm I'm a Tenacious D fan, I'd pick Thor: The Dark World because there are some movies that are worse than that mm-hmm. by far, definitely. Yeah. And then I was sitting in this movie, and my wife and I, you know, we got a babysitter. We went to dinner beforehand. Like it was a whole thing. That's nice. And we're sitting in this movie, and Mandy leans over to me in the middle of the beginning, and it's like, oh, you didn't tell me this was a space movie. She does not like Star Wars. She does not like space movies. But she does like Guardians. So mm-hmm. I don't know how that like rectifies with each other. Yeah. But then she, we're watching it, and I'm like, okay, this is okay. And then she keeps leaning over to me and going, um, where's this movie going? And then I really start to think about it as I'm watching the movie. I'm like, that's a great question. Where is this movie going? Because I know it's set in the past. Mm-hmm. I told her the same thing. Like I gave her a little briefing beforehand of what I knew. So that she wouldn't be like totally blind or whatever. Yeah. But there just was nothing in the movie that that grabbed me or made me emotional. There was a lot of stuff I did not like, specifically with what they did with Fury mm-hmm. um, towards the end, especially and uh, her code name, what the fuck, and um, you know all things we can get into later. Yeah. But just in general, I thought Brie Larson. Oscar winner of Room, which I did not see, so I don't know if that's um, good or bad or not. But it is good. I, it was I was not like uh, charmed by her performance or enraptured or enthralled. Mm-hmm. I thought her likability factor was down, and I would almost call her wooden okay. and boring. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that the character, like the whole thing about this movie, is oh my god. You know, there's the guy on the motorcycle. It's like the woman does not have to smile for the man. So I'm not saying like she wasn't likable because she wasn't smiling. She wasn't likable because she was a blank canvas who had no memory and was boring. Um, there's also plenty. Anyway. Of, there's also plenty of moments in this movie where she does smile. So it's not like she's not smiling in the movie. No, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that, but there's 
there's plenty of moments where I was like, okay, I, I could really do with something else here mm-hmm. to interject with. And by the time, like, I did like the main twist of the movie. You know, I guess we're going into spoilers. If you haven't watched the movie, don't listen to this. We're oh, going yeah. Into spoilers. No, please. I, anybody who listens to a comic time knows that we're going to spoil the hell out of the movie right. when, when we review it. So, so I, I thought the Captain main Marvel. twist. Yeah. The main twist with the scrolls was interesting where they're, they're not the enemies mm-hmm. after all. But then again, I was like, oh, well, shit, if you're going to make this group of scrolls a bunch of pussies, then how the hell are you ever going to set up secret invasion? Yeah, see, I, I, um, I, have, I have thoughts yeah. about that that are very different than, well, than yours. I, I'm taking so, offense to the word pussies right there just because <laughs> they don't want to fight. Okay, sorry. Jeez, let me step on my own dick again. But, you know. <laughs> just, if you're going to make them non-combative, there's a yeah. friendlier term. Yeah, non- non-combative, right. Okay, so then you have a a movie where not only are you have you marketed the villains as the scrolls who turn out in fact not to be villains in the middle of the movie, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was interesting. But then again, you have Jude Law come in as the now all of a sudden he's the main villain, and he wasn't very like menacing villainess. It's just like one of the weakest villains they've had, you know, since Thor: The Dark World. Like, I would put Yon Rog up there with Malekith. And the fact they didn't call him Yon Rog until the middle of the movie when you find out he's the real villain, so to speak. Well, it's part of the swerve, you know? I mean, you're supposed to be thinking all movie that he's Marvel. Unfortunately, they got spoiled beforehand. Oh, really? Like, people were posting, like, oh, we now know who Jude Law is playing <sighs> God, in the movie. God damn Yeah, it. I remember that. I, I, didn't, I didn't actually see any. any yeah, I, was I saw hoping, it. I didn't yeah. care. I was hoping that was misdirection because I thought, yeah, Jude Law playing Marvel would be a really great casting decision. Right. But, there's something to say that, like, didn't we learn that from Star Trek Into Darkness where you're going into the movie thinking your hardcore audience is thinking that this is somebody and then they're not? Mm-hmm. You know, we're going in the movie thinking, supposedly thinking he's Marvel, but he's not the same way that Into Darkness. We're supposed to be thinking he's not Khan, he's not Khan, he's not Khan, and then surprise, he's Khan. Like, it's a fake surprise. Oh, I never thought he wasn't Khan, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. They, I know, they, but they lied to our face about that. In yeah. that. Per- in that particular Blunder movie, that's what they're coriander. pushing the whole time. Yeah. So, and then you get to the final fight scene, and like you know, like not the final fight scene, but like her and Mon- not Monica Maria Rambo. Yeah. Like that whole thing seemed really contrived. Like, just this was the Green Lantern movie told piece by piece, but like backwards almost, Oof. where the the beginning was the middle, and the middle was the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen this movie before, and this had, and I like the Green Lantern movie. This had none of the parts that I liked about the Green Lantern movie. Um, you know, so that was really disappointing. And uh, just like, I don't, I don't know, the whole Maria Rambeau thing is like, she's supposed to be your best friend, but there's something more there. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if she's best friends or lovers. And I was like, can we just make them lovers already? Like, fucking A. Like, <laughs> uh, let's get it on. I I we ha- I had this discussion before we actually recorded yeah. where I point out it's the 90s. Don't mm-hmm. ask, don't tell. Right. So they could be true. totally gay for each other and they can't actually show it. They can't say it. anything. That's so true. our yeah. ultimate yeah. verdict on that, we'll have to wait for when Carol comes back and if she revisits right. Maria, who, mind you, will be older than her at that yes. point. We'll, we'll see what but, Marvel decides to do at that point. Yeah. I guess this is like, it's a, it's a 20, we're making this movie in 2019, 2018, whenever this was shot. Mm-hmm. And we're past that. So to actually make them lovers and have that in the Marvel movie, which would be, I think, bigger than this is the first female Marvel movie, would be 
bigger than that, and then you could have the commentary on the don't ask, don't tell part of it as well. Right. But that would be too deep for a Marvel movie to go, so I don't think they would ever do that. They barely touched on U.S. race relations at all in Black Panther. You know, you had Killmonger mention it a little bit, but they were like, ah, we're going to stay away, totally <laughs> away from that. Yeah. So then you get to the the last bit of the movie, and then you have, like, um, yeah, I'm like, where the fuck is Ronan the Accuser? I saw still shots of him walking with the Star, Star Force through a hangar. And then he's relegated to a, a computer monitor or hologram the whole time till the very end of the movie, and he doesn't get to do anything. Like, poor Lee Pace thought he was going to get to come back for a movie, and then, like, no, nah, it's like, nah, fuck you. I don't, I, don't, you know? I don't really think he thought he was coming back for anything more than what was essentially a cameo. I'm I, just speculating here. I, felt like, I was excited. Yeah. I was like, okay, let me see more of Clark Gregg's Coulson. I miss him. Mm-hmm. Don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, he barely got used. That's fine. He's probably shooting shield. Yeah. But Lee Pace isn't doing anything. So why wasn't Ronan the Accuser the well, main villain a second time and done better, I guess? Well, one, because you know they're not going to kill him because right. he doesn't die till later on. I really hope that, that whatever time travel shenanigans come up with Endgame mm-hmm. somehow undoes a lot of deaths, including oh, yeah. Ronan the Accuser. Well, and we also, we, we also had what's his face from Guardians of the Galaxy here, too. Uh, uh, the, uh, Korath, the Pursuer. Yeah, thank yeah, you, Korath, the yeah. Pursuer. Who? Yeah, right. Yeah, I was like, wait, that's Jimon Hanso's in this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Yep. But it was <laughs> he nice. got used way more than Ronan, so that was that was cool with me. But yeah. you have all these other characters that you never get an introduction to of the squad. Like, mm-hmm. they treat... I know these are lower tier characters than the Howling Commandos. Yeah. But these guys got as much introduction and nuance as the Howling Commandos did with Captain America, which mm-hmm. was that part yeah. of, was like disappointing as well. So then the final fight's like her battling a bunch of ships and not doing a whole lot. And like as far as the power blast coming from her fist, I was never like, whoa, that's really powerful. Like there's something there just like concussion blasts at one point. Do the same stuff Cyclops does in the movies. Like, you're not cutting anybody in half. You're just knocking them into walls because it's PG-13. It's just, <laughs> and then the whole ending was just like. Uh, by that time, I was just like, oh man, they're pushing this thing way too far in terms of like. I know this. The whole point of this movie basically is to set her up as the person who's going to take on Thanos and come save the fucking day mm-hmm. for Avengers Endgame. That's fine. I get that. But then to retrace everything and like. Fury loses his eye to a cat scratch. Yeah, that was lame. Bullshit. That was that, lame. That was bullshit, and I will agree with you with that. Lame. And then the whole very end before they, I mean, before they cut to the credits was like, you know, we're gonna show her flashing back through her memories, and oh, this girl stands up again and again and again and again. I was like, geez, could you ham fist this down our throats anymore? Like, I'm all about the message. That's fine with me. But to me, I'm like Marvel. This needs to be something more than about that. Because you missed your moment. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman took your moment two years ago. They ran with it. They did a great job. By all accounts, that movie's fantastic. Everybody loved it. And even the incels didn't find anything to get mad about with that movie. Somehow, they found something to get mad about with this movie, and you're now you're ham-fisting this woman power stuff down her throats. It's like, that would have been fine if you had beat Wonder Woman to the punch, I think. But you, I, to me, tone it down a little because you missed the mark. You missed your window. You missed your time frame. You're second to the plate. You're not first. And then the whole Avenger thing, I was like, ah, fuck it. Just (laughs) fuck this movie. I didn't like So, I don't know. Like, I guess my, so I I had my wife whispering in my ear, like, where's this movie going? And then I started to analyze it mid-movie, which you never really want to do. So, 
you know, we'll take a couple points off my hatred. I don't have a hatred for this movie. I just really disliked it. I was really disappointed by it. So I guess you can put a couple points of that aside. Right. Then you have the contrived lady power stuff, which for me I'm totally fine with, but you missed the mark. You missed the window. So we'll put that aside. Then you have the Fury and the Avenger stuff, which is like that. That to me was just like, man, they really were trying to find a way to make this movie relevant other than it's an introduction for Captain Marvel, who's a really cool character normally. And they couldn't figure out a way to do it. They wanted to use the scrolls, but then they took that. You know, they took their own legs out with that. So they made a, I don't I don't really th- interesting. I really I really don't think they, they took their their legs out with the scrolls. But I, I can touch on that. more They when I'm talking about it. basically made the Kree the bad guys, which I'm fine with, because both the Kree and the scrolls are adversarial in the comics. Sure. It's really only the Shi'ar who aren't completely bad. Right. But. And they can't talk. They really can't touch the Shi'ar until they until everything goes down with the with Fox. Well, it's already interesting that we had the scrolls in this, considering the scrolls are usually associated with the Fantastic Four. Yep, right, exactly. So there's there's a wiggly space in there. I think the only scroll that is officially off the table until the Fox merger is Super Scroll. Yeah, well, it doesn't work without the characters. And and Captain America's already been Super Scroll, right? Because he did so, the, he had that moment in Fantastic Four too. You're the allowed to flick him for that one. Flick, flick, flick. It's it's just a really weird movie that I think it felt like they, at the end of the day, they didn't have much to say that was new, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe the '90s stuff would be refreshing. And then I was fine with I'm because like, I'm a '90s kid, but then you have the whole sequence at the end where they start playing "I'm Just a Girl" to the fight scene, which great song, love the song, but. It didn't match the fight scene. Like I actually agree with that. It you wasn't did choreograph or cut to yeah. Yeah. the song. Yeah. Like if you want to use a song to really hammer something home, like they the Punisher trailer for the first season fucking did it with Metallica with one, you know, about the battle and stuff like that. Like go watch that first season Punisher trailer from Netflix, cut to one. It's fucking amazing. If you're gonna choose I'm just a girl to hammer something home or make a statement, like at least make it cut to the thing. I don't think it works like like they thought it would, be just because like the whole weird of "I'm just a girl" is a great song, but that whole like wah wah guitar, the the effects they have on it is just a little weird and it's too distracting. Mm. I guess I would say the whole guitar tone, like it's a great riff, the do 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 do, but you have like this reverb wah stuff pedal that uh, that guy's uh, that it's not Tony, he's the bass player, but that guy's using. Yeah, that's so distracting and so proli- um, distinguishable from other stuff. I think it just distracted from the fight scene. So at the end of the day, this is a movie I had lowered expectations for, and then by the time I got to the end of it, I figured. This movie thought it had something to say, but at the end, I felt like it was grasping for at straws to find relevance somewhere in the Marvel Universe. And instead of finding something new or original to say with Captain Marvel, um, being second at bat with the feminism thing or woman superhero movie thing didn't help them. And then they added in the contrivances of making this relevant with Fury's Eye, her code name, and then Tesseract showing up at the very end. I was like, okay, yeah, we've seen this movie a trillion times. All right. Chris. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. I mean, I didn't love the movie. Uh, I think the Just a Girl thing did bother me. No, I think the song is fine for the scene, mm-hmm. but the editor did not. It, it needs to be cut precisely to the beat for right. like any song to work. Sure. Like a good example of music working perfectly with an action sequence is um, uh, Shaun of the Dead. When oh, they're in the yes. bar 
and it's uh, you know, stop me now, Queens, mm-hmm. and they're hitting the zombies in time with the music. Yep. Yes. Hit girl and uh, in kick ass of her first appearance. I was perfect. Yeah. The banana rama song. Yes. That was perfect. That was really good. But yeah, you want you want that rhythm. That's an editing problem though. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think putting the song in was a bit bad. Most of the time, I think the music was fine. Occasionally, it felt forced. Like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say force, but it was too obvious. Like when they're driving down the highway and they're playing freaking waterfalls. <laughs> and honestly, the 90s references were so thick and heavy, it became distracting after a while. Mm-hmm. Because then I was looking yes. for anachronisms and there Agreed. were anachronisms. The Stan Lee cameo was an anachronism and it drove me nuts because it was otherwise a great idea. Yeah, like it, it made Kevin Smith cry, but at the same time, yeah, if it's 1995, he would have already been filming Mallrats and it probably would have already been filmed. Yeah, it yeah. was released in 95. Yeah, because so. you mentioned uh, the, uh, the, the the melancholy in the Yeah, no, that was like, yeah, when she's up against the wall and it's all ads for Smashing Pumpkins melancholy. I'm like, wow, that's some really obvious product placement. It's not even subtle at that point. Yeah. Whenever it's not subtle, it was very distracting. Mm-hmm. Like, I get you want to throw 90s jokes and you want to remind people that this is taking place. Mind you, I don't even remember them saying what year it was in the movie. You just kind of have to guess from the references, I yeah. feel like. I yeah, only... they, they don't. Like, it just says C-53 and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think can we be more specific what year it is? Star date? Anything? One reference to 1995. I think that's how we know it's 1995. I think they say it in the middle of the movie. Well, they said yeah. she's been gone six years. So and I it think it's 1989 they... that yeah, she disappeared. So it's it's yeah. simple exactly. math, basically. It's right. like figuring out when Harry Potter takes place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, Harry Potter started out in what? It, was it 89 that, that it started out? 91, 91 to 97. There we go. Okay. Yeah, Harry's. Harry's rough, my age. Yeah, rough yeah. around our age. You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh,. I mean, I wouldn't say it was contrived, really. Like, I think the fact is that we're saying, okay, they're second in the bat, but that's still number two. It's not number three or five or 37. We're still... Right, but you you yeah. had so many moments where they were, like, trying to, trying to do something, trying to be something with that whole theme. Whereas yeah. if I feel like if they had just made it a regular female superhero movie... Or female centered movie well, instead well, of being it, like, "Hey, we're a female movie." What what makes it? it what makes it? Better. What is regular to you? That's that, that's that's what I'm wondering. Like like what? Yeah, th- I mean, if it is the second movie, there is no precedent for this movie. Exactly. Uh, that's yeah. the There's other Terminator, thing. Terminator, Terminator Two. Like when she's a badass. Mm-hmm. Any of the Alien movies, like those are all female centric movies. You know that are action films. I mean, that's a lot of it's James Cameron's doing, but. <laughs> They're. I don't think those are good. Yelling, hey, I'm a female. Actually, this is they my are. Movie. They kind of are. Yeah. Get away from her, you bitch! Is literally two mothers uh-huh. fighting over a child. That's true. That entire the, both of those movies, because you know, uh, uh, sorry, Sarah Connor is fighting for her child. Mm-hmm. Both of those movies are about mothers fighting. I mean, maybe you don't like see it as feminist movie because they're not specifically saying like, oh, I have to stand up against the men and blah blah blah. Though. In Aliens, she actually kind of does. Yeah, they yeah. expect yes. her to be kind of a wuss, but she's not, and that's why Hicks totally has a boner for her by the end of the film. Right? Yep. Damn, Alien Three completely ruined the best <laughs> ship. I know, I know. <laughs> well, Alien Three ruined more, a lot. Period. Yeah. But my thing is, like, I don't mind if they want to be rah rah rah. Like, it's not something I'm into. I mean, I honestly don't. You know, like that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say other people can't derive pleasure from it. Uh but the thing is, like, yeah, this is only the second movie, 
And the thing is, you can't have a woman existing without the fact that she is facing these challenges that the white men aren't going to face. It's the same with Black Panther. Right. They're not going to make a Black Panther movie where they're not going to at least acknowledge some kind of racial relations thing. Sure. And they can't really make a, you know, a, a Captain Marvel movie where they don't acknowledge the fact that, yeah, like, for, she's a woman in the military. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's lucky that her life has been as good as it is. You look at other women in the military, and it's a lot rougher for them. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we mentioned, yeah, the the thing that she may or may not have some weird thing going on with Maria. They can't really openly talk about it. And mm-hmm. honestly, if they had decided to just make them a lesbian couple in this movie, you know the outrage would have even been greater. That's true. Uh, and I, you know, like the thing about Wonder Woman, they also probably wouldn't have been able to get it through in China, to be honest. Yeah, that's just it. They're not going to, people have been saying they're not going to put gay, gay characters on the screen because of fucking China. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your fault, Raph. Yeah, it's, that, that's true. I'm yeah. not, I'm not Chinese. Uh, I mean, the thing is there's, <laughs> there's from China. it's yeah. still a different perspective from Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman, she does not have anything like internalized misogyny because she's raised on an island where everyone's a woman. She's never told she's less because of her gender because there's no other gender for her to compare herself right. against. Meanwhile, Carol's upbringing is completely different. She's mm-hmm. been constantly told that she is less than, and like that's. And yes, I know it was a little heavy-handed when they're like, "Look, she keeps getting back up." But I think the point is they say people are always putting her down, which honestly is true to her comic incarnation. Yeah, I'm not a Carol Danvers fan, mm-hmm. but I've always wanted better for Carol because the Marvel Comics has treated her so badly over the decades. Yes, between. Uh, so I got to remember this in order. Yeah, the whole becoming uh, becoming pregnant with the alien baby who then grows up and wants to marry her and leaves with her. For basically, and it's sake. mind control, so it's essentially rape. Yeah. And then when she comes back, that's when she's attacked by Rogue mm-hmm. and has her memories and powers stolen by Rogue. Yep. And, you know, remember the bit the, that first appearance with Rogue is, of course, when she confronts the Avengers and she's just going off on them about yeah. it. And, you know, she's always been kind of relegated to the back. She kept getting different names. And then they finally gave her, like, put her back in the Avengers and, you know, what do they do? Well, we're going to make her a drunk because her life's been so shitty. I actually really enjoyed that arc. I think it's perfectly reasonable yeah. for someone whose life has been that bad to end up as yeah, a drunk. Yes. Stuff. Yeah, the stuff. But it wasn't until House of M, after House of M, where mm-hmm. Carol's like, oh, my God, in the House of M universe, I was like this top-tier amazing superhero. Yep. There's no reason why I can't do that now. And yep. that's what started this current trend. And, sure. And, again, I'm not a Carol Danvers fan as, like, a superhero, but... I'm like, Marvel needed to do better by her, yeah. especially her- with someone that shares their freaking company name. Yes. Her time as Warbird, uh, the Jeff Johns stuff, actually, the Avengers Jeff Johns stuff was, yeah, uh, was, right, after was, the- was right after that. And, and I think that Warbird then led her to Captain Marvel. But her entire uh, Ms. Marvel series in the, in the early 2000s Brian that Brian Reed, Reed did. Yep. Was was exceptional. I actually really enjoyed that. I, I own most of it. So do I. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we got to Captain Marvel with uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick, and that really defined the character and got her out of the fucking uh, you know speedo that she was in for years. Honestly, really like that outfit. It's very. It's a very well designed outfit. It's better than the original one she had in the seventies. The, the red one. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I didn't like but the, the black one. outfit is really nice when like you yeah. get a good artist on her. Yeah. Even even Frank Cho is like she looks amazing when he draws, but especially Frank Cho. The new the new the new outfit though it defines her. It really does. Yeah. I, well, I that's think... the new trend in in female outfits in comics in general. Yes. It's like more streetwear friendly clothes designed by Jamie McKelvey. Yes. Well, because most of the artists now have actual training in fashion, or they actually care about fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is I, I'm kind of appreciate. Like, as you look yeah. at old comics, everybody dresses like shit. They in do. Old comics, they really do. I know but we're getting a little. You put off JMS track. on Wonder Woman. Put pants in a in a halter top and oh, a leather Jesus. jacket on her. And, oh oh yeah. my God! Everybody loses their mind. <laughs> Jackets. 
jackets. Oh, yes. That is the most yes, nostalgic yes, yes, thing yes. about this movie. She puts on the jacket. I laughed in the theater. I was <laughs> yeah. like, that is the most 90s jokes in this goddamn movie. Yeah. No, I... I, 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 I flannel. Yeah, right? No, but when going for the jacket, I immediately thought of Rogue like 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 you did, you know. Yeah, well, Rogue, and I thought of I posted it on Twitter. It's the the Avengers uh, issue with Cersei, and her fist is in the air, mm-hmm. and like Black Knight and Crystal are kind of at her feet, but they're also wearing the jackets. Yeah, the <laughs> like, Avengers j- jackets. Yeah, yeah, it didn't make any goddamn sense. But you know, to be honest, I kind of like the way it looked. Yeah. yeah, those those brown jackets from like the early nineties. I remember those. All right, yeah. I, I want to I want to cut in and then and then Raffle. I'll, yeah, we I'll, I'll should get, get back you. on top. No, no, yeah, no, no, it's fine. We're, we're still we're still essentially talking. We're talking about the movie. We're talking about, the movie. By, talking by about jackets. This. So I I enjoyed Couches. it probably the most out of everybody here. I I more than likely enjoyed it. Um, although Raph, I know you enjoyed it as well. Yeah, uh, but we'll, we'll get to. I'll get to it. Don't yeah. Worry about it. Uh, to me, this is the Rogue One of the Marvel Universe. This is this is the what? one. Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie that's come out so far. Mr. Casina, please let me continue speaking. Thank, thank, thank you very much. In the way that without Rogue One, you still have the Star Wars universe. You still can watch them and, you know, things, are, you know, questions are that, that are filled in Rogue One. You're not even thinking about until Rogue One happened. This is what they tried to do with, with, with Captain Marvel. They tried to fill in the gaps. I feel like it's on par with Thor in that aspect. Because yeah. as Rotten Tomatoes, not Rotten Tomatoes, uh, uh, Screen Junkies pointed out, mm-hmm. you know, Thor, the movie that exists, so you know who that other guy in the Avengers is. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, they, they did try to fill in some things. Like, you know, like, yeah, you know... Ha- Nick Fury, you know, first getting getting involved with uh, with superheroes, uh, you know, how Captain Marvel will fit in, like you just mentioned, uh, you know, the Tesseract and all that jazz. Uh, that was a little funky because I'm like, I didn't really need to know how. Actually, I'm really confused by it. Uh, what part? So, uh, yeah, we see how Howard Stark actually found the Tesseract in the ocean after Cap crashed. Yes. He picked it up with the robot, right. which means it was in S.H.I.E.L.D. custody. Mm-hmm. But then in Captain Marvel, it's apparently like the Air Force program. Project Pegasus, which is also controlled by S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, and they have That's the true. Tesseract. And then it ends up back with – like it's it was a completely unnecessary diversion. Like it went for a walk and then came back. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. But I mean, but technically – because. Keep in mind, in Avengers, the first Avengers movie, Project Pegasus is the thing that Loki blows up. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. That's Project Pegasus. That's a good okay, point. Okay, so that's Same the building. only reason we would that's know. That's the connection. Yeah. Marvel technically stole the Tesseract mm-hmm. from Project Pegasus yeah. to build the warp ship so that he, she could save the Skrulls. Yeah. That's the plot point. Okay. She stole the Tesseract mm-hmm. away from S.H.I.E.L.D. And Nick wouldn't know about it because he wasn't high enough clearance yet. Right. Yeah. There, there we go. So okay. that's the connection. Yeah. I'm such a marvel yeah it's also a very weird diversion it is it is plot point it it, it, you don't need that to happen right that would have been like if like if rogue one was about like the empire like losing the death star plans and someone picking them up and it's somehow getting to the rebel hands as Mm. opposed to the rebel scientists you know i mean like it's not yeah no i get it it made sense in rogue one it not quite as much in captain marvel right no and and i understand that um i I I enjoy this movie for the character of Captain Marvel. I actually really enjoyed Brie Larson's uh, uh, acting portrayal in general. I think she was strong. I think she did actually carry herself really well. And the interaction between her and Sam Jackson was was actually really great. That was great. the best part of the movie. Yeah. Honestly, it was the two of them. Oh, well, no, the second best part. The best part was Nick reacting to the cat i thought the best part was the de-aging on Sam. Like that was, it that was, was freaky incredible. how well, well they did so, that. So did they de-age him at all? Yes, they did. Or did they just do a shitty job on Coulson to make it look like that was so good? Because uh, when Coulson shows up at the end and hands him the 
the case of eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at Coulson, and Coulson looks rubbery the same way Michael Douglas did. Yeah, they haven't mastered in, that yet. In, no. And then they go back to Sam Jackson, and I'm like, maybe they just put a wig on him? No, they definitely like, de-aged him, but the thing is, my problem with it is, obviously, some of the effects were very cut rate. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not the special effects house's fault, because they are being underpaid. Yeah. That's why the effects in, I'm going to say it, Black Panther look terrible. That's true. They yeah. are ugly as shit. Yeah. Uh, and I well, think the shot of her outside when she first like powers up it in was space bad. at the end I was agree. really rubbery bad too. Yeah, no, it was yeah. bad when she's flying through the ship and she's blowing it like that looked very rubbery. And yeah. I mean, I was bothered more. I was like, I decided to ignore that because now I understand like the circumstances behind it. Mm-hmm. I was bothered by Sam Jackson though, because the thing is there's no excuse for that because we have such a vast record of what Sam Jackson looked like yes. in the 90s. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're right. Jurassic yeah. Park. Mm-hmm. Jura- well, I think Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he had a quite robust overall. Uh, uh, unbreakable. Well, I mean, no, that was, that was 2000. Yeah. yeah. Die Hard 3. Die, Die Hard 3. Hard 3. Uh, yeah. um, uh, Black Snake Moan. Black uh, Snake Moan wasn't, wasn't Blast, that was Shaft. Shaft yeah. was 2000. Uh, yeah. There was Long Kiss Goodnight, which I think was 97, maybe? Mm-hmm. 96, 97. Oh, and, and even earlier than that, I mean, mind you, it was for three seconds, but in the, in the 80s, uh, he was in... He's uh, in Coming to America, yeah, coming to America. as the as Do the right thing. Yeah, do no, the right yeah. thing. Yeah, like, uh, Sam Jackson's been in every movie. We know. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking specifically about the '90s yeah. and like after his career took off because of Pulp Fiction. We know exactly what it looks like. There's so many things to model it on. Right. When they do Michael Douglas and stuff, they go. They actually go back and pull his old films, mm-hmm. and they look and they and, and I they felt composite, like yeah, yeah, and I felt like they didn't make enough of effort. Sam Jackson. They just made him look young, like a young guy, but not like young Sam Jackson. Right. Because mm. there's nine hundred thousand movies with his picture in it. I, I I personally enjoyed it and didn't even really notice it in the movie. Like yeah. that's that that it's was not, there's no I didn't have an uncanny valley problem with yeah. it. It's just more like as someone who was alive in the nineties no, no, and fair. knows what Sam Jackson is supposed to look like right. in yeah. nineteen ninety five, it was very it was annoying. Yeah. I mean that in general is why the anachronisms bother me because I'm right. like, I know what year this is. Yeah. Most of the people watching this movie were alive. <laughs> Yeah, the, I, the, we were. All four of us were. I also yeah. felt like uh, the 90s references didn't hit it over the head for me, but had there been like two or three more, it would have. Like they were right on the line, and I can understand why it would feel that way for you and for others if it did hit you over the head because I was that close. I, I, was, I was on the That borderline. actually feels like pandering to me. Like yeah. people like, go, oh, I got that joke. And I'm like, right. I don't need that as much i prefer yeah. when it is more subtle Yeah, guardians in the 80s was a lot more subtle that much that much i'll give you yeah i mean they make a lot of jokes about it but the thing is the fact that peter is such a fucking dumbass yes. about like it's the gr- fresh is the grit no uh, not flash dance uh uh footloose it's the yeah. greatest movie ever no it's not yeah i love that yeah, little bit that of dialogue good. it's great have you guys seen the ancient movie aliens <laughs> <laughs> but with the scroll specifically I actually really enjoyed that swerve, and it didn't ruin the scrolls for future appearances with Marvel because it establishes in this that they are at war. And one thing we know as, as well as anything is that there are, you know, there are people who are on you know extreme sides of a war, and then there are others that that are just a, a lot part of people of the war. don't like peace. Which exactly, is actually the theme of this week's Orville. Well, there we go. I'll, I'll have which to, I'll of course have to... is basically a remake of another TNG episode. Yeah, the line must be drawn here. Not that one. No, yeah, that's first contact. These were just innocent combatants more than anything else. Non-combatants. Non-combatants. Civilians. Along with one soldier who didn't really want to be there in the first place. Well, it's because it's hurting his family. Exactly. Okay, I wanted to say that. um, So, yeah, like, I didn't mind Brie Larson, but I didn't really feel invested in her. And Mm -hmm. I don't really fault her with that. 
But what I noticed is very interesting was that my audience seem more invested in Talos. Talos mm. or Talos? Uh, I think Talos. Yeah, than they were in 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 Captain Marvel because when Talos gets shot, mm-hmm. my audience lost their shit. They were like, "Oh!" Like half yeah. the people screamed in the theater, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "You know what? It's because Ben Mendelsohn did such a good job of making him so sympathetic and mm-hmm. interesting, and like, mind you, he had the, some of the best jokes. Yeah, he did." You know, like he was just—he's my favorite character in this movie. And mm-hmm. mind you, you know, again, I—I I didn't mind Carol. I really liked Maria. Yeah, Monica is a great little kid. Right. Like that seems to be a new uh, Marvel tradition. Is just like these smart-ass, awesome little kids. Yeah. It's, it's also Young funny Avengers, that I, man. Young oh, Avengers. Yeah. It's also funny that I that I brought up Ben, ben Mendelsohn and 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 sorry, Rogue One. Considering Ben Mendelsohn was he in is. Rogue One. He is. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's why I recognize him. I was like, why do I know this this actor? This yeah. voice is driving me nuts. I'm so familiar Plus, with it. He was in something else that I saw that I saw somewhat recently. Oh, uh, uh, Ready Player One. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He played the he played the villain in Ready Player One. Yeah. So yeah. it was nice to give him a little something else to do. Yeah. I <laughs> sorry. I'm just. Yeah. I, I mean, I did want to mention with Monica. I love the little speech she gives her mom. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Whoa, wait, wait, wait! Your job was always dangerous, and now you're deciding it's too dangerous." Yeah. I love that because I like. Right. I do like, the, you know, you're right about the Young Avengers. I feel yeah. like they're actually building these characters up. Yeah. Like Cassie and Monica and, and maybe Shuri and Oh, we could we could easily Peter. we yeah. could easily have a, have a Young a Young Avengers team, you know, happen within the next four or well, five honestly, years. Well, honestly, I mean, uh, it's okay that they do it, didn't do it this time, but originally when Captain Marvel was supposed to be scheduled for like last year or the year before, I was really hoping one of the two buttons mm-hmm. was going to be Kamala. Yes, like, oh, yeah. like if Carol had made her big debut and she's on the news, and just have like a shot of a little Muslim girl mm-hmm. pasting the poster on her wall. Yeah, like that's all I needed. Although, because- if she does that, Kamala would be thirty six. She'd be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, this was before ago. they announced it was in the yeah, 90s, yeah, Raph. Yeah, yeah. Raph, yeah. stop being a pedant. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I, I, yeah, I'm hoping they do Kamala they next can, time. They can introduce her, you know, in, in this era pretty easily. And uh, I, know you, I know you mentioned the scrolls in passing, Brent, but, like, do you have a problem with them being sympathetic? I mean, do you see them changing that down the line? Like, what do you think? I just think it's going to be difficult for audiences to see this movie and mm-hmm. a lot of them are singing this movie. Yeah. And you know, you have the whole thing of scrolls are not bad. And then two or three movies later you're gonna have scrolls are bad. We promise this time. And it's if they actually do that. Yeah. Well I mean look at how yeah, many X Men movies we've had and we've never had the Shiar. That's, that's true. We're at like nine or ten movies deep in X Men. Yep. Well, right. I was I was totally expecting that from Dark Phoenix, and from the looks of things, it's not going to happen. It's a little disappointing. Yeah, because yeah, that's it is. part of I don't know. It's part of why I like the story. Honestly, the- X Men Space Stories are actually really good. Oh, I gu- yeah. I guarantee you that that if they do wind up rebooting the X Men in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we're getting the Shi'ar like almost right off the bat. Like oh, it, yeah. it would not and the surprise brood. me. And the, the brood, brood. their alien ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> that's what and it is. What it is. And also, I mean, that's how binary happened in the first place. That was a brood story. Yeah, no. Oh. Carol Carol yeah. again, Carol was like the hobo of the Marvel universe yes. for the longest time. Yeah. But uh all, all in all, I I I Carol Carol took me uh, as a character that was as strong as they were trying to make her and and to me it wasn't pandering with the keep getting up like that that scene actually worked for me probably the best out, well, of, out of the entire I mean we can movie. talk about the actual big 
I mean, yes, there's the part where she's blowing up the sh- the, the the warheads, blah yeah. blah blah. But the real, the emotional climax is, of course, when she's facing off against what's his name, Jan Rog. Yeah, Jan Rog. And he is basically doing the equivalent of debate me, yeah. fight me. You've always been too emotional. Yeah, and it's. That's that scene actually like mm-hmm. I like that scene. My audience loved that scene yeah. where she's just like, I don't have to prove anything to you. And yeah. I and yes, that was a little heavy handed, but I feel like that was I mean, it just felt good. And yeah, it, it's weird to me that the movie was saying this before that backlash even came. Right. Because yeah. that's I was like, Wow, this movie they totally knew they were going to get garbage for this movie. And the Supreme yeah. Intelligence moment, too, actually, uh, where, where, you know, she finally, bre- you know, breaks the control ship and, and you know, winds up becoming what everything that well, when she, she can. Yeah, when she, she snaps it off. I'm a little, I mean, as a nerd, I was a little disappointed that the Supreme <sighs> Intelligence wasn't a giant, scary <laughs> a blob. A giant blob yes. of brains. I know. Yeah. I thought, I know. I thought for sure yeah, there's... she was battling, I thought for sure when she was battling the Supreme Intelligence in her mind. Uh-huh. That when the walls came down, that place started to collapse. Mm-hmm. That we were going to get the giant. Uh, it would have been the hut in a tube. It would have yeah. been cool. Great. It would. It, it would have been. Because cool, it would have yeah. been cool. Because what I liked. One of the things I liked is the fact that yeah. The, what is? What do you think the supreme intelligence really looks like? Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You just see who like you admire. I think is what yeah, they said. Exactly. So yeah, you're right, Brent. That that would have been really cool. Is like she blasts the shit and then there's this just giant blob because it would kind of like the things we're scared of aren't actually that scary. Right. Like that would have also been a good message for the movie put mm-hmm. in. I understand they there was they didn't want to do too much. Sure. You know, just like I really wish there was more, uh, you know, Ronan the Accuser, more Lee Pace. I don't think he had a problem. Like, he even tweeted pictures of himself in the makeup. That's mm-hmm. what I was looking up, like, on my phone a yeah. few minutes ago. I, I I thought they didn't even get him back. I thought they just got him in an audio booth. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, shit, he actually put makeup on for, like, yeah. five minutes of work. Yep. I mean, at least it was it was good to see uh, uh, Ronan the Accuser not pushing daisies. You're fired. I know. Terrible. <laughs> I, had a, I had a good run. Shut no, up. so uh, my thoughts of the, the movie. The, the, well, yeah. Well, hold on. The yeah, fl- the flare. The fl- what was it? The flergen. Uh, the flerkin. The flerkin. Yes, the flerkin. Yeah. That was an interesting swerve. The the cat slash flerkin. You know, goose. I'm all for goose. I am a hundred percent for goose. It was a, it was a great. I I love the character. Yeah, I love the fucking character of a cat. But the no the. I mean, the thing is, like, the movie kind of centered, like, why do people like cats? Yes. It was really good on that. Mm-hmm. I like the little touches, like, when they finally go up in the space and the zero-G kicks in. Yeah. And, of course, you know, Maria gets that big grin on her face because you realize that's the first time she's ever been in, in, in zero-G. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, I feel like the movie could have made a little more out of that scene because, yeah. yeah, like, I don't yeah. think it was obvious to everyone that, that, like, that's Maria's, like, oh, my God, I did this. Right. But then, like, Goose is floating through the air and I like <laughs> that Nick puts his arm up and he lets, and Goose acts like a real cat. Uh-huh. That's exactly what a cat, cat is like, what the fuck is going? Because yep. we've all seen dogs in zero gravity, they fucking love it. Well, yeah. yeah, but cats are like not having it. Yeah, because cats cats are more the fuck. Okay, yeah, so I know you guys were upset about the scratch. The funny thing about that is, like, I know you're. It's like a cheap way for him to lose his eye, and yeah. I agree with that. What bothered me more about it was yeah. the fact that, like, I wanted Nick to have a good relationship with Goose, I and know. I was like, that cat took your eye. So, you're never going to be able to pet that cat the and, same way again. No. Which, which means, which makes the Winter Soldier speech about being betrayed like so much weirder. It's- <laughs> 
I also want to know how long a flurkin lives. That's a good question. Well, it's technically not a cat. It's one of the most dangerous beings in the galaxy. It, I right. actually looked this up because I hadn't read that that Marvel. That arc. was Captain hmm. Marvel um, when she was in space. With yeah, the he was named oh, okay. he was named Chewie and gave had laid a bunch of eggs. Yes. Wow. Yes. All so right. I really hope they go That's... that way. I want Nick to walk into his office and there's just a bunch of eggs in there. Yeah. I don't know who wrote that, but Bendis was writing her in Guardians. If I, if I remember right. Yeah. I also assume that that was Marvel's Flurkin too. Like that that would make the most sense if it, it was. I, yeah. It, it makes sense because yeah, she she had it at the base and I guess. Oh no, right. she said he, uh, Goose doesn't like anyone, uh, so he must. He but he really likes you. Like she yeah. pointed that out, so she oh, knew. So, yeah, right. I don't yeah. know if she was just like, oh shit, this Flurkin was on my ship. I just have to deal with it, <laughs> or if she brought the Flurkin with her. We will yeah. never know because exactly. she is dead. Right. Exactly. It doesn't really matter. My bigger question is why is there a pinball machine on the spaceship? Because pinball's awesome. Because she wanted to be a pinball wizard. I, I, well, I assume it's maybe to just entertain the kids That's or something. Exactly. They had Street Fighter, I think. Yeah. yeah. They did have Street Fighter. I do like the joke. It's like, well, if I had six years of playing only one pinball machine. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. All right, Raph, you, you've waited long enough. Okay. Yeah. So um, I wrote a pretty glowing review on Facebook for it. Mm-hmm. Um, in reality, I've since I've had a couple days to think about it. Uh, so here's the thing about Marvel. Marvel, bad Marvel movies, and we've talked about this before. So on a, on, a, on a scale of one to ten, like and five being average, most Marvel movies are above five. Okay, ninety nine percent. I think Thor: The Dark World. I would even give like a five or a six, just because the the Thor Loki interactions we, we really make really, it. Yeah, well, they finally reconciled in that movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's a lot of character to. growth in that movie. Mew Mew. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. And no, when I, I saw it with you, you were yeah. laughing your ass. No, off. I know. I I enjoyed it at the time. It's just now I look back on it, and it, it's a not a good it, movie. Yeah, there's a reason why it's a fucking FX movie is because like it, right. it's the one that people give the least shit about and can watch at midnight. Right, exactly. Yeah. So like, so Marvel has their formula has established a decent baseline in terms of general movie quality. Right. They don't do terrible movies. They haven't really I don't I don't think any of them are really terrible. Like unwatched like compared to say X-Men 3 or Spider-Man 3. Can you say any MCU movies like that? No. Mm-hmm. No. no. I, I again no. because we we enjoyed Dark World. We yeah, exactly. We even I Iron Man 2. We yeah. enjoyed Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I yeah, ex- I actually did enjoy Exactly. Hulk. It's like yeah. it may not be something you want to you like run back to watch again, but mm-hmm. you had a good time when you watched it sure and i feel like captain marvel uh in terms of marvel movies is very middle of the pack it's a very it's very mediocre for a marvel movie but it's very good in terms of of a movie in general right there are worse movies out there like like brent said he's right this is better than shallow Hal or or <laughs> freddy got fingered well, that's what a f- low bar jesus <laughs> well, christ I mean, Raph. but like i'm like going, but like if you're seeing a bad movie that's a. Those are bad on, movies. On it's the, better than Batman v Superman. Yes, it oh, is. Well, Hand, yeah, that doesn't I, take much. Batman v Superman doesn't make any sense. It yeah. makes me very uncomfortable. It's, but, it's better. And, and honestly, yes. I'm sorry, Brent. I know you're on this call. It's better than Man of Steel. Ooh, it is. I wasn't gonna say I, it. I, Ian. I don't. It is. I had. I to. don't. I didn't love Man of Steel, but yeah. I think they're close. All right. I love the first hour of Man of Steel. Because he's, when he's discovering his powers, when he's discovering who he is, his yeah. mission—it's all great. I, I take I take your ha- your hour and lower it by half. But anyway, continue. But like, look like right right after he gets his powers, everything goes. Anyway, yeah. I'm, we're not I, doing that. We don't have three hours. We're not sir, doing it. Um, yeah. so, so also, Jamal's not on this call. It's fine. My yeah. thing about Captain Marvel is the 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 emotional core and plot of the movie is all wrong. Mm-hmm. It is it's two plots. It's the creed the Kree scroll struggle. 
and it's Carol the Amnesiac. Mm-hmm. We did not get nearly enough of Carol the Amnesiac. We needed so much more. Okay. And that's why everything falls flat. So, like, going back to the big scene where she, where it's, like, um, the Supreme Leader is like, where do you, you, you humans, you're all so weak. And it shows Carol falling over and over and over again. And then she starts getting back up. Hold on. Is she remembering this? Does she remember any of this? How does she get back up? Is she suddenly having her memories come back? It's all very, very vague, and it doesn't feel at, earned at that, because she doesn't know who she is. At that point, though, she seems to know more of who she is. But it's not. It's implied, it's and it's implied. not overly yeah. stated. And in they, a movie like this, you need to beat us over the head with it to go. Oh, she. I. Re- she needs to have that Jason Bourne line. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember everything. She never really did that. So it's. It feels very vague, and it doesn't feel as earned because you don't know for sure. She, if she did remember. This. She did remember Lieutenant Trouble. Like she. Yeah, did. but she had that memory flash earlier on of it, so yeah. I can understand that. But does she remember? She didn't. She stopped having memory flashes mm. up until that moment. So are those are those scenes that we saw as an audience memory flashes, yeah. or are they just there to be there? We are not sure. Mm-hmm. That's that's not that's terrible. That's bad storytelling. Mm-hmm. You need to make it clear to your audience. Carol remembers everything. Right. She remembers. She's Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. She remembers doing all this stuff as a child. She remembers being defiant and fighting back, and it's actually her best quality. And that is why she's a hero. And that is why she's this great pilot. And that is why she's Captain Frickin' Marvel. None of that really happened. It's all assumed, and you have to uh, you have to imply that. And when you impl- when you have to imply things as opposed to outright state them, it's not as powerful. I can tell you, I can tell you, like I can tell you, I'm sick, or I can tell you, I'm fighting with kidney disease right now, mm-hmm. and I'm dying. Which one sounds more 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 impactful? Oh, I'm just saying I'm sick, or am I? You know, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you have to, you have to be right. You have to be specific with the audience. You have to treat them like they're five year olds, because in fact, the movie like this probably has a lot of little five year old girls going to it, and they don't, they probably won't pick up on that. And that's probably why my audience didn't react to that scene, and I, and I was like the most excited person for that because I understood her past and I know who she is. But I've been reading comic books for thirty years. Of course, I know who she is. So, so in in comparison, my my theater marked out a lot more than yours did like i did and like six other people did not i was like oh come on this is supposed to be a powerful moment guys she remembers who she is right and And, no one did it and i but i knew where they were going but i'm a comic book fan of course i know where they're going let me let me explain let me let me get my explanation of it out there yeah go ahead Um, i think it actually for me doesn't matter nearly as much whether or not she remembers specifically all of these moments because i i gathered it as the supreme intelligence you know, digging around and bringing up whatever, you know, like most dejected moments she could possibly get. So to break her down mentally. To, to break her down mentally. Right. And then at the same time, Carol today realizing that she will not allow herself to be broken down and taking control of those memories and being like, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to wind up being yeah. as powerful as I can possibly And that's be. the conclusion I came with. But yeah. also, we have a lot of experience with Carol Danvers and who she is. Yeah, but the average no. person who doesn't know this... Raph, you don't need that. You do not need the experience with Carol Danvers to get that scene. But then why didn't everyone... Re- why doesn't everyone because automatically react? Because you saw it at 42nd Street. But again, this is for the 42nd... St- but see- did they react to the whole, like, fight me scene? Yes, that was the biggest yeah. reaction yeah, well, hands that, down. That actually was the emotional core of the movie. I really don't feel like it's her even remembering her past, but honestly. Like, I, but, like, how does... The thing is, this is... Who, who Carol is is who she's always been. Mm-hmm. And she never... I feel like she was always... she. 
she starts off the movie lost and not really understanding who she is. Yeah. But she knows who she is, and there's no. She never reaches that conclusion, and I feel a little disappointed that she doesn't acknowledge that. Like, no, I'm Carol Danvers. I'm a smart-ass pilot who is really good at my job, and I can do whatever I want because I've well, been give, gifted these powers, and I'm going to do with exactly that. Can, can I? Can a lot I, of it's not explicit, and I, re, you really got to be explicit with visual medium. Can I? Can I also say that her losing her her memories and piecing herself back together? This was the shorthand of Rogue stealing her abilities. And then her having to rebuild herself. Yeah, but no rogue. So. I, yeah, but I'm saying you couldn't have rogue, sure. Yeah, but that's that's basically the plot kind of that, is. They, that they built in this story was having to rebuild herself. Plus, it would be yeah, and, and that's the strongest Carol. To but me. and the thing is, and and I really don't like that Kevin Feige did, did this because when Kevin Feige went out and said, "Oh, Captain Marvel is going to be the most powerful hero we ever we've ever," yeah, put he, didn't out. To, he didn't need to. Do he that. did not need to do that. Yeah. And objectively, I don't think she's that much stronger than, say, Thor. Because Thor was destroying spaceships left and right. She's Thor level. Yeah, Yeah. she's Thor level, but she doesn't surpass him. My only problem with that is when you say it, you are setting yourself up Yeah, exactly. You're distracting the man babies too much. Exactly, and we don't need that. Because having that argument is stupid. Like, oh, this is the most powerful Marvel. I don't care about it personally. I've heard, like, Wonder Woman is more powerful than Superman. I'm like, I didn't need you to say that. Now you're just going to start a stupid fight. Yeah, Yeah. who cares? Like, I I don't even care. I just want him to bang. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Why not? I I also I also cracked the hell up. Thor and Carol the bang now. Oh my god! I cracked the hell up at Sam Jackson's false spoiler that he that that he put out there a couple months ago about how like well well you know that Carol Carol Danvers is one of the few uh, uh, characters that can travel through time, so that's going to wind up factoring in really well at Endgame. And he fully admitted I threw that out there. Like I I I wanted to bullshit everybody. (laughs) We're all assuming there's still time travel, but we know it's going to be Ant Man. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, Ant Man set it up. But I just want I just want everybody back at this point, man. Yeah. Brent, just out of curiosity, like like what what uh, what moments did your did your crowd mark out at? Like like what were the moments that that they really reacted to? There weren't a lot. There's about half of them clapping at the end, to which Amanda and I were like, nope, mm-hmm. nope, nope, nope. But uh, like there was not a lot of clapping in my full theater during the movie. No, not even like clapping. Just like like which which parts do you feel like they reacted the most to? Like it like like which parts? Oh, which which parts did you react the most to? Even like. Uh, I had some all hell gnaws at the cat in the eye. Uh-huh. An all hell gnaw at the Avenger name for the call sign, which oh. would never happen. I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so why, why? No, you know what? You can get into it now. Why wouldn't it happen? So <clears throat> I, I work with Navy pilots a lot. And mm-hmm. from what they say, I, I don't, you know, this is Air Force, not Navy. So maybe a little bit difference there. But like Avenger is a cool call sign. Your call sign is never cool. You know, you never get something that cool. Mm-hmm. And because you don't pick it yourself. It's always like earned in flight school and picked by your peers. Mm-hmm. And then it's, um, you know, then sent up the chain or whatever and approved by, I don't know what it is, like the CO or XO of the, of the which is commanding officer or executive officer of the, of the squadron uh, in flight school. So, you know, nothing too, uh, uh, not verbal, but um, terrible, like uh, nothing uh, sexual or anything like that. You know, you're not going to get big dick, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, like, but like Maverick, Iceman, Goose? Again, Goose, you, you know, that's a little funny. A lot of the stuff that you get is like um, 
things that kind of make fun of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work with a guy on a regular basis who his uh, call sign was Hansel, mm-hmm. basically because he's kind of pretty. Yeah, you know, it, so it's not like cool or anything. Nothing he would want to want to get. Um, the legend, there's a legendary pilot who I work with who's called Face Punch, <laughs> and his call sign is great because they named him for what happens to him a lot. <laughs> he's punched in the face when he goes out drinking and gets really drunk. Uh-huh. That's hilarious. Um, I, I, I can't, I can't wait for the new, for the new Charlie Brown, and it's because yeah. he looks like Charlie Brown. Yeah. So all the call signs are supposed to be a little bit of a jab at you so for your call sign to be avenger would would probably never happen well i but also remember maria was also photon which is actually kind of a cool call sign as well like yeah this is a fantasy movie let's remember that like right. well, a lot of the stuff would not happen i don't think it would even been that easy no, to get to the base Nick fury okay. would have been able to defeat the stupid fingerprint sensors with a piece of tape actually yeah, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say it brent you, you pointing this out is me pointing out all the new york inaccuracies whenever there's new york inaccuracies nobody gives a shit about it but you are fair right. yeah i think it's you can be easy explained as project pegasus gave them their call signs yeah they no. reassigned I mean, call signs true. to project pegasus that's, it's, that's not that hard yeah. yeah i mean it's even a stretch that they were picked to the project. right exactly because yeah. they're, they're well, women pilots it, already it had could a be marvell being all like can i only have women or whatever but oh still, yeah it's like, right we don't know we'll never know because she is dead actually speaking of which the marvel swerve like like what do we what do we think about that well uh, l- let me just go back to this call sign thing. like this is just hollywood sucking the military's dick of every <laughs> movie they ever put out where they involve the u.s military you know you have brie larson on the press tour yeah dude she's on jimmy kimmel and there's a bunch of uh ladies in flight suits in the audience and oh it really warms my heart to see you guys here i spent you know got to spend some time with you and get to know you and blah 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 blah, blah mm-hmm. and like it's just like, oh my gosh, everybody's just, you know, you're a super liberal, but, you know, you got to suck the uh, the dick of the military to get the uh, permission for them to show the yeah, F-22 it's not, and all this other not stuff. Really, and, it's not really dick sucking. It's like, because the military specifically is, are looking for, they are looking for productions that are positive in the military. Because if you yes. think back to like it's, the 80s mm-hmm. and some of the 90s. Uh, depictions in the military were very much not good. Oh yeah, and that's why right. why they loved uh, like the Air so Force. They've got a loved... film office now and all this stuff, but yeah, so Stargate. The thing of, yeah, like, Star- that's what I was going to say. Specifically to get the production value, and you send Brie Larson to spend time with female pilots and stuff, which they have now. And but I feel like you would know this stuff. Like maybe you send the actor, but you don't send the writers, the producers. Yeah, but I again, there's nobody that knows this stuff. If you spent if you spent that much time with them. So here's so here's the thing, though, dude. You already said though that you work with the Navy. I'd love for you to find out, and I'm saying this 100. percent I'd love for you to find out if you can get in touch with any Air Force people and ask them about their call signs. I would 100 percent appreciate it, so we can confirm this yes or no. But that's it. Well, I don't. The think aviator it, culture starts in the Navy, so they would probably be like, "Oh, it starts in the Navy and goes from there." Yeah, right. But I would, the thing is, I would also argue like things are always going to be a little inaccurate. Here, it's obviously changed for plot contrivance. Yeah. Honestly, this is a minor like contrivance compared to half of the medical shit we see in most. Oh movies. my god! Please. Like you cannot revive someone by electrocuting them. That yeah. will just kill them. Yeah. That yeah. is not how a defibrillator works. And it happens in everything. Yeah, that's actually far worse to me than or, we're going to uh, give this one character who's not even on the mainline Air Force anymore mm-hmm. a well, cool call sign. Again, that could have been freaking Marvel being like, we're, I'm going to give you ladies cool, like, 
galactic call signs because the yeah. photon feels like she's just like I'm going to give you some space reference. Yeah, how I many, how only... many blind blood transfusions have happened in fucking in Jesus fucking, Christ? Yeah, or, yeah. Um, I, even in this movie, yeah. one of my favorites is when it, it happened in this movie too. When when like you get you get a bone crunching sound and mm-hmm. the person uses the arm again to punch someone later because because yeah. Carol breaks someone's arm i think you right. hear the you hear the snap crackle pop yeah and then suddenly they're using their fist again later it's like no 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 your arm's supposed to be broken you don't throw punches with that arm because it's gonna hurt you and can't get shot in the shoulder and actually still use that arm exactly yeah, yeah stuff like that <laughs> i yeah. mean i get i get your pain it's similar to my stan lee like should not be reading the script for a movie that he would have already filmed yeah yeah but- yeah, it, it's 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 one of, it's one of those situations that yes, it, had they done just a little bit more research, they would have fucking done it. But that's a Hollywood issue more than it is specifically this movie. They, like, yeah, that's a general Hollywood issue. Yeah, they, they don't. I mean, even like the even like the historically accurate movies, like Zero Dark Thirty, had plenty of errors in it. Oh my god, please, yeah. it, had, it had tons, dude. Yeah. I really did not like that movie except yeah. for the final raid scene. I mean, yeah. American Snipers full of them. But oh god, oh, American Snipers. Full oh, can of we it. all go? Ugh. Yeah, I know Brent liked that movie, but that's. Uh, Beside the point. The baby? Yeah. Oh, that baby freaked me out, <laughs> Except man. for the baby. Everybody hated the baby. Uh, that movie, I, I only watched that movie a year or two ago, and I, I was freaked out ba- by baby that baby. Baby feels so real in that. Yeah. It was, it was really, really bad. That baby. Rough. <laughs> Rough stuff. Yeah. I, just, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, more on, I'm more on your side, Rap, that it is a middle-of-the-pack movie, and that I enjoyed it. I'll have to go see it at least one more time just to get a final, you know, take on it, but... I think it may be better than the first Captain America. It may be. It may Maybe. be. I really. I find it's definitely that better than Thor a, for me, though. Oh, it's definitely better than Thor and yeah. Thor: Dark World. Dark Dark World is at my bottom too. Yes. Uh, I think Captain America: First Avenger has a lot of charm to it that yes. is yes, not it really present here because mm-hmm. I think this movie wanted to have charm, but and that's partly like the cat and the '90s references. Yeah. But like the cat was great, but the references not so much. Monica was my favorite character. I do. Yeah. What? Mon- Monica was my favorite character. Uh, Monica, yeah. I like, but I like Talos. Like yeah. when he's sitting there just drinking, you yeah. know. Well, he's th- good I'm, too. I'm thinking Monica, and like immediately I went, "I'm cold." Like that because, kid was great. Yeah, the, the the kid from Iron Man three set the standard for best kids in in Marvel movies, and like it, yeah. it's you gotta. They, oh, that kid. I mean, first of yeah. all, they understand their audience is going to be a lot of children. Yeah, and you gotta give you do have to give kids kids to look at. That's why I think uh, Quiet Place is actually a great kids movie. Mm-hmm. If you have not, have you seen it? I haven't seen it you should yet. see it. It's actually a great kids movie. There's no swearing, obviously, because yeah, right. nobody's talking. There's barely any talking. Like anyway. the kids have a huge role in the plot. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very simple story. There isn't a lot. There isn't also isn't a lot of violence. Yeah. Like I know that sounds weird for a movie where they're being hunted by aliens. But the, yeah, not much. Yeah, okay. nobody's shooting people or like they're not punching each other in the face. They're just running from monsters. Right. Yeah. It's okay. perfect for children. And I think, and I like that Marvel has definitely been incorporating more kids into their stories. Like, yeah. Because we're, we're, we can talk about, oh, we made a black character, we made a woman character, but ultimately, when you want a kid to relate to a movie, you have mm-hmm. to put a kid in the story. Yeah. So that, it also fits in my theory of what Far From Home is going to be about, mm-hmm. which is a secondary Avengers team with Spider-Man uh, and all the other kids that we've seen. I, I get the, I, you yeah, could make they're all too young, kind of, Peter. Kind of like Ultimate Spider-Man. Well, no, because Shuri is like six. Shuri's missing. 
Is she missing? In the trailer. Yeah. In the, one of the commercials of the trailer, her na- she's listed on one of the boards that Steve's looking That's at. That's true. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, she could just be in hiding, but I think the intention is If Cassie's they want- still alive, she's like, so she's actually really well, young. Look, Never mind. I, I'm still, I'm she's still very of, young. I'm yeah. still of the mind that that's not really Nick Fury, and we're going to find that out in the movie, but I I, I think it's I think it's either- Oh, it's a Nick Fury and LMD? I think, not even that, God, dude. I want LMDs. It, it's Myst- Mysterio's in this fucking movie. Oh, like, yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah, it, you're it right. easily be Mysterio or a double swerve that both it's both chameleon and mysterio in the movie i could i could yeah. see um well no but yeah but if it is fury i could i could see them doing the ultimate spider-man cartoon route where it's, yeah. it's a kid it's a kid hero team it's a possibility uh we need to touch on marvel we need to do that like because i think that that was a that was a huge change from from the comics uh not just not just gender wise but just like you know story isn't a soldier in this yes. and i yeah. think they did that they made marvel not a soldier and a woman mm-hmm. because they didn't want to take away from carol because the thing about carol danvers in the comics is the fact that she is not the first uh Mar- captain marvel it, like uh at alamo they did their little pre-show mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god we've had like six captain marvels <laughs> jesus christ yeah. so they kind of wanted the hammer at home they didn't want anything that would overshadow shadow carol in any way so mm-hmm. they gave her a mentor that was marvel but again not a dude not a soldier just a person she admired yeah and i'm fine with that like because that, that was a good excellent point made by the twitters mm-hmm. in that uh, Marvel's most interesting story is the one where he died. Yes. Yeah. So it's like with Gwen Stacy. Her most interesting story is the one where she died. Mm-hmm. Well, we, he's, bo- he's a boring character. Yeah, he's we romanticize we romanticize these characters, hey. but they were killed off for a reason. Jean Grey's yeah. most interesting uh, storyline is the one where she died. For fuck's sake! Like, well, what did, I, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sticking by the that. initial Phoenix saga. Was a, but you're right that they had to I drive love- her crazy. Exactly. You know, first. And I then. do like her new X Men Grant Morrison run. Yeah. Stuff. I like her in there. But ultimately, in the end she, of that series, she dies too. Right. So. Yeah. Well, the best thing to me is that Scott was cheating on her with Emma, and yeah. then he started dating Emma. And that's like, I hate that they broke up because I was like, no, this is this is better, honestly. Yeah. Because I liked the insinuation. I know I don't want to get off completely off topic, but the mm-hmm. insinuation, which I feel like was never really followed up on, that Gene was subconsciously influencing Scott to yeah. be in love with her. Yeah, that I remember actually, that. That fixes the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that fixes does. Scott because remember, Scott is a dude who married a woman who looked exactly like his dead girlfriend, mm-hmm. had a right. baby with this woman, mm-hmm. and then his old his dead girlfriend turns out to not be dead, and he just freaking leaves. Yep, and that is. The shittiest thing Scott Summers <laughs> has done, but it makes more sense if you figure Gene was somehow psychically controlling him. It makes yeah. him less shitty to me. Hooray, yeah. girl! And I don't if 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 Gene isn't doing it on purpose, then I don't really demonize her. Like I'm just like, okay, it's, Gene, you need to get your shit locked down. Yeah, it just yeah. could be subconscious. Which I mean, she yeah. could, she had problems problems controlling her powers anyway. So yeah, right. which I mean, we're gonna have a whole movie about it again. Yeah, I know. Please, uh, but, but, but I do not. I'm not. I go where I want to go. But Brent, Brent, we need your thoughts on Marvel because you didn't really touch on it earlier. So uh, I, I mean, are you all right with the swerve? Uh, it, it, was it a was it a was it a good change for you? Was it a negative? Where are, do you or do you just not give a shit about that? I just don't give a shit. I guess. Uh huh. Well, because you because you don't really have that much of a of a affinity for Marvel to begin with, right? Because you never really no. Read much and about it. it was it's weird that it's true that his best story is when he dies. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was like the seventies when he's dead. So, right. and then they had the thing after um, I guess Secret Invasion when they tried to bring him back. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah, that was the one they but then he wasn't back. That was and bad. then it's like Marvel's been trying so hard to make the Genesis Captain Marvel 
come back. Genus, whatever. Genesville is, is my is boy. Yeah, Je- yeah. Genesville is Genesville is a kid. Genesville and Philoville. Yes. Okay. I do love well, Philo. They've been trying so yeah. hard to make Marvel a thing that was weird for them to just be like, ah, eh, forget it, flip it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think they realized it just wasn't working. Like more than anything else, he died of cancer. You can't uh, bringing somebody back who emotionally died of cancer like that in one of the best graphic novels that Marvel's ever produced. Also, it wouldn't be right to make um, Jude Law Marvel and make yeah. him like an evil creep. Like yes. it would undermine. Cap- mm-hmm. Then why would she call herself Captain Marvel? Right. What would the point of that be? You're right. She's honoring the person who inspires her. I'm so, yeah, no. As soon as yeah. as soon as like I was like he's. He is definitely lying to her. He's yeah. not Marvel. Yeah, yeah. That would be the bigger betrayal. I know. Remember how upset people were again that the Mandarin wasn't like mm-hmm. a Chinese Fu Manchu character. <laughs> Ready for another lesson? So if you made Marvel like a bad dude, oh my god, yeah, you are picking a fight. Yeah, no. all the all the '70s Marvel nerds would get yeah. upset. But who there are no '70s the Marvel chose. nerds. It's, it's people our age who are getting butt hurt about like comics they've never even read. Mm-hmm. That's true. No, you're right. Yeah. I've read the comics. I, I know that. I have talked to some of these. I was like, dude, you have, you have not read a fucking... Yeah. I've, I've read some of the Marvel comics. I've read Death of Captain Marvel. I, I read Death of, Death of Captain Marvel one time, he's, and I need to reread it. Because he is I kind haven't. of boring. He's basically Superman and yeah. Silver Surfer put together. Yeah. Okay. And Silver Surfer's kind of... I mean, he... You, you've you've read Silver Surfer. You well, yeah, get, of he course. monologues in space by himself. Well, that was now, the whole point of the comic. And now you have two characters doing yeah. that. It's kind of you know the best. You, the best Silver Surfer was when they made him Doctor Who. You know, like yeah, the, like when Dan Slott uh, went went in uh, and you know had him with a with a a, a literal companion going across the galaxy, yeah. like you know going from planet to planet. Like yeah. that, that was the best Silver Surfer that we got. Captain Marvel. I mean, the the only interaction that made Captain Marvel interesting was with Rick Jones. Rick Jones, who was still not in the MCU. How? Which is disappointing to me. Like, yeah. even as if it's just a hat tip. I know. It'd be funny. Yeah. Remember what I said originally? I wanted, like, Darren Chris, because then you could actually have him sing. I'd be okay with that. I'd be perfectly okay with that. Either that or, like, Adam Lambert, maybe. Like, might, oh, be, an, might be another suggestion. I don't know how good an actor he would be. Yeah. Well, he's, he's been in... Well, uh, dude, Robbie Malik, because apparently he could play anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then, then you... Actually, don't, no, do man. You, <laughs> you wouldn't have had this. You would have to do the storyline where Cap treats him as his Bucky and then makes him become a teenage sidekick. Of his, no, you do not need to do that. Really weird. You do not need to do Dude, that. Dude, you do. You can, skip that. you can do Rick Jones the way they're doing uh, Trish on on yeah. Jessica Jones. I'm Rick Jones. Yeah, that, that's true. Because yeah. he could just be like a guy who just happens to be around a lot. Like sure. he's maybe he's a reporter or he's a radio personality. Right. I just I just kind of love how Rick Jones is essentially this. They actually said this in the the Alamo pre-show. He's like mm-hmm. he's basically the Forrest Gump of the Marvel yeah, universe. He is. Yeah. He, you know no, what? That's true. They can they can still do that movie and just call it Rick Jones and just have him be in the background of every <laughs> single major Marvel event. You just don't know it. He could I'm be Rick, Rick Jones, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they could. Oh no, they should make a Marvels movie. Yeah, and instead exactly. Of the do old, Marvels Whoa. instead of the the I forget the name of the the photographer from that. Just have it be Rick Jones instead. I'd, I'd be okay yeah, with that. That's totally fine. Uh, my name's Rick Jones. People call me Rick Jones. Oh, dear Lord. Life is like a box of Marvel chocolates. <laughs> You never know which hero's gonna show up in your life. 
Oh, I still need my my, my my green psychiatrist. Yeah, I know. We're not getting Leonard Sampson anytime soon. I love damn Leonard it. Sampson. It I doesn't know. even have to be Ty Burrell at this point, but I really would like it to be Ty Burrell. So do, do, do you think that, okay, so this this movie took place in 95, so that means that when, when we get to 2019, Monica Rambeau is going to be all grown up. Yeah, she's... She's going to be in her tw- early 20s. I think 20s. she's 12. Yeah. She looks to be about 12 in this movie. Uh-huh. So well, she's going to be like... Where the hell have you been? You disappeared a second time, you bitch. Why yeah. should I like you again? Right? Mm, she thinks she'd understand. I think the first time was more traumatic. I Actually, I would say that was unrealistic. But she's like, Auntie Carol. I'm like, oh, bitch, you were six when she left. Yeah, like, I know. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, just like, you know, you disappear once. You come back for about five minutes. We bond again. And then, and then you, you leave again. A second time, yeah. and never bother to come back. Yeah, I, I'm hoping she was at least sending like communiques or something like that somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, like at least like you know, like telegrams. Dear like, Auntie Carol, yeah, the flirting is fine. <laughs> Nick Fury says hi. Yeah. Mom says hi. Oh, by the way, I'm Photon now. Bye. Yeah, like I built this ship. I went to space. She's hey, gonna thanks, be. Bye. She's gonna be a superhero in Captain Marvel too. Like, I, it's almost guaranteed. Like I, I, I think totally, I think we have to be going there. Yeah, you don't you don't unless you don't use the kid ever again, which would yeah. really piss me off and well, ruin this movie. They didn't movie have for her me. wearing a nineties Monica necklace on her mom's neck no. for you to see the entire time yeah. for no reason. That's true. That's true. Plus uh, do you think and this is completely well not, it, i guess it is sort of on topic, do you think they based this in the nineties because the next Wonder Woman movie is gonna be in the eighties? It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. But I also feel like they needed to do... They couldn't have done this in the present day. Well, yeah. Because the snap. Sure. So, But I, they could have done an Ant-Man and Wasp and had it been like a couple of months they before. They also could have made the movie earlier like they originally planned. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think, think it was always going to be a flashback story. I just don't... Did it have to be a 90s flashback story? No. Yeah. Plus, we only have a couple of months between you know this movie coming out and Endgame. Yeah, I actually am bothered by the timeline on that because the fact is... So, we see Nick is working on his Avenger initiative document. Back mm-hmm. in 95. So. Yeah, that's 95. That's 12 and, years, I think. Uh, So, we're talking to 2008. 13 so, years. Yeah, it's like... I'm like, damn, that's like a long period of time, dude. Like, if it's like five or six years, I get it. But this was yeah. a lot longer of a period. Yeah, because he didn't spot anyone until Tony. Right. Um, Which makes me wonder whether or not what this, you know, because we're going to get a two, clearly, because I mean, this movie's made over $150 yeah, million in a weekend. Yeah. But it's like, made 450 worldwide. Are we going to get after Endgame or are we going to get in between, you know, no, the it's 90s have to and be now? After. It's, uh, yeah. Everything that takes place after Endgame is post Endgame. Yeah, as far as I know, yeah, right, you can't. Okay. I mean, at this point, since they already did one of the buttons was Carol showing up at Avengers right. headquarters, you can't go back now. Yeah. That's it, true. It would be weird. Yeah. It wouldn't, yeah. Good point. I mean, it was weird enough that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy didn't actually move forward. It was literally only a few months afterwards. Yeah, yeah that was weird. So like, so it's four years of sexual tension between Peter and Gabora. Oh God, good point. I yeah, was like, yeah. Ew, this is this is deeply <laughs> uncomfortable. Like they're just kind of like not banging for four years. Yeah. I'm also still hoping we get Nova somewhere. Like, I mean, because I know we've gotten the Nova Primes and they were all destroyed. Nova would apparently. be cool. I mean, no, we didn't, we didn't get the Primes. We got we got one Nova Prime and we got the Nova Core in, in their little Starfighter. Yeah, so right. we can always get. Uh, we can Nova. get Richard Ryder. Hell, yeah. we. Oh, Here's no. the thing. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I've what? already figured it out. Monica yeah. will be Nova. All right. There we go. It Here's works. The, it's tidy. Little bow. How it works? Is, well, because Xandar has been destroyed by Thanos. Mm-hmm. So if you have the leftover part of the Nova Force. In, into, put into a helmet and flown off into space. Yeah, 
and it lands on Earth, and Monica gets it, mm-hmm. you can have Nova. All right. Which is which which are basically Marvel's Green Lanterns anyway. So why not rip off Green Lanterns? Yeah, it's, it would think it would be the tidiest way to do. It. I know some purists will. Yeah, scream whatever. Their head off. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? There's already purists screaming about Marvel being a being a woman. Yeah. So I listen, know. until we get Darkhawk, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's your it, focus tested hero. Yes. Darkhawk is the villain. Yes, <laughs> yes. I don't care. Marvel too. I need Darkhawk as the villain, as the leaders of a uh, leader of the Kree, and yeah. they invade Earth, and Thor has and Thor shoves his axe into his chest. I. Don't don't care. Yeah. I want it. I just want Darkhawk on screen. I, when Darkhawk's on screen, I will re- I will take my name off the kidney transplant yeah. list. I will just end my life right there. I'll be happy. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you can make as many damn changes as you want because that's if they're not the comics. They're based on the comics. I, I think it's I really interesting to me that uh, yeah, this is. I feel like this could be a whole other podcast episode. Yeah. Is how the cinematic and television adaptations of these shows are mm-hmm. actually making me more comfortable with having multiple versions of the same characters. I agree, yeah. and just kind of like them coexisting and sort of being in a multiverse. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of like DC has been done a really good job yeah. with that. Like because we have said we want in Crisis. Yeah, we're like yes, of course it's going to have Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, and hopefully it'll have Black Lightning, and it's going to definitely have Supergirl. The Arrowverse has two Gotham cities. They established that now. Like the Gotham City on Supergirls has a Batman that has met Superman. Right, and we friends. haven't even yeah we haven't even met Batman yet, but we're going to get a Batwoman series yeah. based on Flashes. And then, but I'm wow. also like we've said we're like. Can you just bring in Gotham? I mean, the show's over. Yeah. And David Masseuse is a really good Batman. I mean, I, I would be perfectly okay se- with that. He's 17, but he's doing a really good job of it. Hope, yeah. So he is. that but, could be like Earth 6. But Marvel is also like making me like, because of that feeling, I'm like, I'm kind of comfortable with like, yeah, you change things. It's, it's cool. It's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, and here with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, you, you might not have, you know, alternate realities, but. I mean, it know. is an alternate reality. Yeah, like according to the their multiverse theory, six one six, of course, is right. our maker comic universe. But the movie universe is like ten thousand or ten thousand two or some number like that. You can look it up on Wikipedia. Right. Yeah. Uh, so o- overall, you know, again, I'm gonna need to see this damn thing at least one more time to like submit how I feel about it. I'm going to because I I want to see that draft house because I want to see that freaking yeah, uh, turn off your cell too. phone message. They oh yes they did that right that really also good. and yeah the the pre shows for people who do not live in a city that has an Alamo you can usually watch some of their clips on their uh, YouTube account mm-hmm. but that's I do like watching these things because they'll get they gave you the history of like Carol Danvers on screen yeah always animated yep and they're showing I love the first clip they showed was freaking x-men oh yeah of course oh, yeah yeah because she was one of the background characters uh, she wasn't background oh, you're right they had a whole episode there was it yes. was a story arc right, yeah. right. Rogue was losing her mind yes. and didn't yes. know why and i remember that I like, oh my god my mind man the batman the enemy you stole my life x-men the animated series was deep at times it really it was it was more advanced for a kids show yeah. you watch it now and it's still a deeply uncomfortable show you're just yeah. like wow this is really stupid Morph. but for, ni- for 1992 it did a lot of things nobody's seen like mostly the serialization yeah best yeah. adaptation of the phoenix saga we've gotten i mean seriously scotch yeah. yeah it's not even that hard I to adapt control and, and she survives at the end yeah like it was does. the original ending to the phoenix saga yeah. They, yeah i remember that yeah but just i you know i'm gonna see it again i'm gonna see how i feel after that and whether or not i i'm i'm more on the side of what brent felt or more on the side of what you felt raf because i mean you've you seem to have i mean like you said you seem to have cooled on it since you actually saw it which happens to me after i've seen a movie too like i mean after i think about it more, i don't it's it's just i don't 
I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that good. Yeah. So that means it's very mediocre. It's, I have the same reaction to it as I did, honestly, to Black Panther. Everyone mm-hmm. was losing their goddamn minds about Black Panther. The first half of Black Panther's kind of boring. It's not good until Killmonger shows up, and then Killmonger shows up. Killmonger and the changes the entire game. I'm actually, I'm yeah. actually more frustrated than some of the back parts of Black Panther, uh, to be honest. Like, like the, the end part, the fight, the fight scene, and how horrible the CGI is. Oh no, the that CGI takes away is from just it so terrible. Much. The entire goddamn movie. Oh. And the ending, while good, did fall slightly flat for me. Just, just the way, I like the way they executed. Black Panther's still in my upper third, though, of Marvel. Movies. Oh, absolutely. It's just. Yeah. I have problems with every single Marvel movie. I have issues I have, with every single one of them, at least here or there. I don't have any problems with Infinity War because I love I, I everyone's pain. I have problems I'll snap. with Infinity War. I love it. Yeah. I also make the mistake of like I interact with Adam Garcia at work uh-huh. and on Twitter, yeah. and all he does is piss and moan about how much he hates <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. I, I, it has my favorite Marvel Marvel Universe Marvel Cinematic Universe moment, mm-hmm. which is I think a lot of people. The Thor cavalry scene is it's one of the really most. Good. The audience perfectly cheers. executed. Oh, yeah. I have never seen an audience not cheer that scene. Well, uh, the I go on YouTube just to watch audiences cheer that scene. There's uh, my my favorite my favorite cavalry moment out of everything though will always be Winter Soldier though when they're when they're ta- when they're taking down the, uh, the 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 helicarriers like what, what, essentially when they're when they when they make that happen it it it, it works it works great for me yeah. it does was like, that a cavalry scene it, for me it was I mean like cavalry is like. The, I mean, it's the, like the, the last second save. Yeah, the yeah. ideological like, like idea. Gandalf saving at Helm's Deep is 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 good. It they is had, not they Thor had good. Three seconds until shit was gonna go down in that. Like Caps Caps running from Hell Carrier to Harry. But that's Hell more Carrier. like. But it, it'd be more like if out of nowhere Tony Stark came in and was like, "I got you, Cap." And then All right. the, it's fair. it's more that's someone fair. coming to your rescue right. when you're absolutely fucked. Okay. And yeah. Thor does it better than almost point. any movie superhero or 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 I, regular hero I've I ever say, seen I in my life. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to completely re-talk about Infinity War again, but yeah. I think what makes that scene good is the fact that it doesn't come out of nowhere. It's not mm-hmm. a deus ex machina. Right, yeah. Because yeah. The, the movie is it's actually, that is a plot line. That is one of the mm-hmm. B-plots in the movie, yes. is following them as he goes to get the weapon, and he risks his life, and you get all these little character beats. Because I love how, like, teenage Groot develops, like, fucking empathy in <laughs> yes. this movie. Yeah, in he's general, growing. Well, yeah. remember what I said about how I like how the Marvel movies handle children, mm-hmm. and yeah. they handle teenagers really well. Because that movie yeah. has two beautiful examples of teenagers being self-aware. Yeah. Right. And that's one Groot, like, he's playing his little video game and he's like oh that dude might die if i don't do something and i he should help out <laughs> yeah and, and, like, and mind you ends up being at like risk because it's yeah. painful when he does that yeah exactly and then peter peter is the M- like i'm talking about peter parker here is the mvp of mm-hmm. infinity war yes he, he is the most competent lot. character in that entire yeah. movie watch it again there is not a single mistake that kid makes in that movie he does everything yeah he perfect. does everything to the best of his abilities and, and speaking of yeah. inf- and speaking of infinity war we can touch on the, the i just mid- want to see end games so well bad. yeah the, so I, yeah. the mid the mid credits scene Clearly taken straight from Endgame along the lines of what yeah. they did with, with Ant Man and the scene from Civil War. Yeah, I I'm um, not surprised. I I like the way that they executed it, and I and I and it's certainly got me even more pumped for Endgame. But basically, this entire movie was just a lead up to that freaking scene. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> yeah, that's. We're, it was a it was a two hour cocktease. <laughs> no, just that's why this movie's not that good. Fair, but fair there are point. other. I mean, to be honest, Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. We're all Thank waiting you. for the plans right. to get to Leia. That's why, right. We're, that's we're why waiting for up, that moment with a new. Yeah, and that is why I brought up Rogue One in the first place. Because that, yeah, it's a prequel. Yes, it is a prequel. It is a movie that you can either see or not see. It is an ancillary movie, and it doesn't necessarily make it bad. But it's a movie that you 
if you haven't seen, you will still be able to understand right. everything that's, that's If happened. I never watch Captain Marvel and I go see Endgame, I, right. I've seen Infinity War. I know what's yeah, going on. Because you saw Infinity War and you saw the final scene with the uh, with with the pager. If she just shows up at the end at in, in Endgame and you haven't seen Captain Marvel, you're still going to know, oh, hey, this is the person who was on this the This must be the, the person Nick was calling. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's I think people forget when they watch Marvel movies. Because, like, again, I, I mentioned Adam Garcia and he hates... Uh, Infinity War because the explain who Adam Garcia is, but uh, nobody else. He writes comics. He's a fan of, I mean, not a friend. He's a friend of Jamal's. He works for Yahoo Entertainment. Yeah, I get our arguments with him about Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Yeah, but he he hates it, and a lot of people do hate it because they feel like it's cheap. The deaths are going to be reversed. You know, like you know the stakes in this, which I I think that's bullshit because. We all know they're going to be reversed. That's not really what That's, I think is bothering people. Have you people. never read a comic my book? My father was like, how are they going to get out of this? Not, oh my God, those people are dead. It's like, how are they going to get out of this? He just sees it as another problem for them Right, exactly. It's and just... we're not being asked to mourn their deaths. We're being asked, because like, you can even see that in the trailers for Endgame, uh, that we are being asked to empathize with the characters left behind. Right. It's like, not about the people who died. It's about the fact that Steve fucked up, and he did. Yeah, you know? and then and then that moment where he's like shaking his hands or shaking as he puts the shield back on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's about Captain America, like and his last up. ride. He yeah. fucked up. Yeah, he, he did. Fucked up. He did. Oh, Why? Like the vision's all like, oh, let me die, and he's like, no, we don't sacrifice people. No. I'm like, oh, you sacrifice the black people in Wakanda. Like, oh, what Jesus. the fuck, Steve? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I am angry I know, about that I movie. Now, I now love I'm, that movie, and I'm angry about. Although that. now I'm just thinking about our mutual friend Pat Loika and how he's, uh, you know, so hard team. He's Tony. so team Tony. Team Tony that like he regularly calls Captain America a war criminal. <laughs> yeah, I don't. He's a dick. What? He is. I, I'm not. Wait, wait, was Brent gonna say something? Yeah. What? You you've never seen any of uh, Pat's posts like that, Brent? No. <laughs> I, I guess I don't follow him. He's hardcore team team uh, Tony. Oh so. yeah, no, like hardcore. I'll I'm try. Like, I'll, dude, try I'll try to bring up a couple for you later. Yeah. yeah. I love Steve, but he's such an ass. He is. He is an ass. Oh man. All right. Do we have any final thoughts here? Because because uh, we've almost gone the length of the movie at this point. We're we're an hour thirty in. Can Endgame be here yet? No, that movie's longer than two hours. Dude. No, that's true. It was like what two ten? I think two two something. Two, uh, two seventeen. I want to say mm, okay. because I saw that you know how Alamo puts the times over there, and some little kid was looking at it, and I think he said a hundred and thirty seven minutes. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. And then then he went bad robot because that that's absolutely the. Shut, Kids enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I'm not gonna that's argue what matters. I, I think I think that you know this will be another. I mean, I I really hate to put it this way. This will be another movie that you can easily watch on FX in the middle of the night. It's not it's not a bad thing necessarily. But it's middle of the pack. It's middle of the pack. It's the way, the way you fine. put it, Raph. I don't. It is not bottom of the pack for me, Brent. I understand why it is for you, and I know you're impassioned about the call signs, and we were not trying to undermine you with that. Well, it's just hard to talk when you get. Three people in the same room, all talking over it at the same time. I, 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 I can't I read the body language. That. I understand that, sir. <laughs> I think and again with us, it was just like, are you just repeating yourself at this point? Because we like, hey. oh, we understand your point. Is like, you know, actual pilots. That's not how call signs work. At the same time, movies are not are, are not how a lot of things work. <laughs> I listen to you guys talk about one New York shop, New York comic shop chain going out of business for 
an hour and a half. Not, it's not even a chain. Minutes. It's just one store. Well, it was a chain. I was, but I was, was trying to ago. make it about how like old school comic shops. Though. Yes, because that's just it. St. Mark's to us is like that's the death of the old school comic shop and good riddance. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like comic book guy comic shops. We don't need those anymore. And if you and if you want more information on that episode, you can listen to episode one ninety five right before this one, so you can know what Brent's referencing there. But uh, but yeah, no, I I think. I think I think overall middle of the pack, right? Middle of the pack. Yeah, for yeah, the most I part. I didn't love yeah. it, but I'm, I'm been, fine what, with it. Twenty-two movies. I would put it somewhere between like fourteen and eighteen. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I, I, I don't like ranking. Suffer- I, I, mean, I, I think it's suffering from happening happening too long in the cycle. Marvel did drop the ball with waiting so long. Honestly, yeah. um, no, uh, Infinity War was number twenty. So Ant Man okay. was twenty-one, and this is twenty-two. If you don't count Spider Verse and that's confusing Sony. at this point. Yeah, yeah, I know. MCU. Okay. This is the twenty second MCU movie, right. if, I, if I remember right. Yeah, because Infinity War is number twenty. Right. Incredible Hulk counts. Everything yeah. from Iron yeah. Man till now. That's what I count. All right. Yeah. That yeah. is. I just. Yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to introduce another character and have the same Marvel origin story formula and no, have it be it, fresh anymore. It's kind of tired. Yeah. you got to do something wildly at, different. At this point, actually, they're probably better off introducing them as a team like they did in Guardians of the Galaxy than they are as individual stories. You, and you can what, do that characters? now. Yeah, new characters. Uh, can... I think we're at the point where we're going to start getting legacy. Mm-hmm. Because, again, they're already laying the groundwork for that by you, showing oh, us oh, the kids. Oh my, oh, my God. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if we get a Thunderstrike movie? <laughs> Are what you are, kidding me? I we, will no. love it what we get? so hard. Eric Masterson, just fucking introduce Eric Masterson. <laughs> yeah, when 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 Hemsworth leaves and like some other bearded blonde blonde white dude like decides to the you know. What if they just get a different Hemsworth to be Thor? Oh after my god, Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I just, I just I just saw Liam Hemsworth actually in that in that get, uh, in that in that uh, rom rom com uh, uh, thing that uh, that came out. Uh, the the one about how like the uh, the woman winds Rebel up. Wilson? Rebel Wilson winds up in a rom com. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, no, no, not even him. You get the one that played Thor in the movie in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, Shemp, his yeah. brother, Shemp Hemsworth, Shemp Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's actually uh, Shmuel. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say it's Harpo. Uh, I was Harpo. gonna say, is it Larry yeah. Hemsworth? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a little good face reference for those people who didn't quite get it. Yeah. The one who not, almost married. Uh, <laughs> now I'm thinking of Larry Lieber, though. Just uh, I don't know. I don't know why my head went there. God rest in peace. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a good. Um, this... I cried during oh. the logo. Oh. Can we? Can I say that even though I enjoyed this movie, the best part of the movie was "Thank You, Stan." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that intro with all the Stan clips, just oh, completely that was, pulled that was my a nice heartstrings. Touch. Yeah, that was yeah. that was really well done. He's done enough cameos. Yes, he has. Yeah. Yes, he has. I, I, back to Spider-Man. I would also advise people, if you've not read the untold story of Marvel Comics, you should yes. read the untold story of Marvel Comics. And that's how you find out Dark Hawk was focus-tested with eight-year-olds. And that's why when I was eight years old and he debuted, I loved him. I think I got that on Amazon for like two bucks. It's yeah. great. Yeah, It was on sale. I, I do recommend it because it does teach you a lot about... I feel like it is very fair to Stan that I think he worked his ass off the first 
decade or two or mm-hmm. I'm, okay when i say the first decade or two i'm thinking of the 60s but he's yeah. been there since the 30s yeah. yeah but and then he of course went hard into like the hollywood thing and oh yeah i created everything i didn't need any help you know uh, jack kirby yeah that guy. yeah i mean they kind of go into that and i i came out with a much more sympathetic view than i expected to I yeah no was, same definitely he was kind yeah. of an ass but at the same time jack kirby was also an asshole they were all assholes yeah yeah another. no it was all yeah. it's well i mean it's create it's creative work it's, it's always it, creative work is always about ego oh, no no matter what. Yeah, Dicko was no calling him a it. parasite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, dude, you are never going to get credited if you're calling nope. your, your, the writer a parasite. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was it was a little sad that, uh, that you know, Stan wound up in the end memoriam. Well, no, not not entirely that that, that Dicko wasn't magic because Dicko was never in movies. So I guess that's yeah, why. He's, he's yeah, he's just a comic artist. The Academy. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, although his 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 his, his uh, basically his in memoriam was into the Spider Verse for me, like that was yeah that was the way to do it, and they and they did um, it for both of them. Did they did they do a dedication? I don't remember. They did. Yeah, they, okay. they dedicated to both Stan and Steve. I must have not been paying attention to that part. Yeah, that very at the very end of the movie. Uh, oh yeah, 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 in the credits, in the credits. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe they had a quote from Stan and then said thank you to both. Yeah. Yes. Oh, also, I mean, yeah, we're almost done, but I wanted yeah. to say I really love, even though I hated that it was Blink and You Miss It cameo by Kelly Sue. Oh yes, was kind of nice. What, what scene was it? Because I know it's she's a subway station. scene. Yeah, she walks right by her. She's got the bright, bright Red magenta hair. hair. Okay, and she had a lot of creative input on this movie, apparently, mm-hmm. because she's one of the main yeah, architects of Captain Marvel. I, really, I feel like, it's like how Bendis had uh, had creative input in in previous Marvel movies. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's yeah. good that they are involving the creators more, so like you can get. The, I mean, that's Kevin Feige's entire thing is sure. to yeah. like to be a big nerd about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping they call when uh, Shang Chi and Darkhawk hit. Mm. Also, Mark Wade was in the special thanks. Yes, and uh, he, he he called it out for for what character though? That's that's well, what I, I saw. Probably I saw Gary Frank yes. on Twitter right before we started saying, "Hey, can anybody tell me why I was in the special thanks?" Because he was like, "Did they mix up the Captain Marvels?" But in fact, he create or co-created Talos. Oh, of Talos the scroll. Well, he, okay. he probably doesn't even Mark remember creating Talos. Mark probably Wade not. probably did. He did a lot of scroll work in Fantastic Four. That's true. So he could have. Yeah. It could have been the scrolls. Okay. He, he had. He had major contributions with the scrolls. Good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's a possibility. That's the only thing I can the think scrolls, of. The scrolls, the bug-eyed scrolls, being like how they first appeared in the comics, I thought was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Oh, I I will say I was a little sad that the scrolls didn't just decide to live on Earth. Because I feel like you could do that without breaking as, continuity. As cows? No, let's but not then, go back to the cows, because then they get eaten, and it's super weird. But then Fury would have recruited them to the Avenger Initiative. No, not necessarily. They're civilians. He knows that. Yeah. They don't have any special powers. They're literally yeah. just shapeshifters, and he didn't need shapeshifters. He was talking about bigger threats, yeah. right? There yeah, was, there was only I feel like he would have tried, and then it would have been controversial. There was only one of the soldiers left. That's it. And, and that, was the, that was the father. Oh, and he left. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. They, they all left. I'm just saying yeah. they could have yeah. stayed on Earth, and I would have kind of dug that. Just I'd be like, okay with there's that. some scrolls living on Earth. Well, why don't you recruit them? Because they're farmers. And you know? for that's all, true. And that's for true. all we know, there's other scrolls on Earth that are more radical. Secret invasion coming soon. Uh, he loves you. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that would have that could have been a good segue into that. If you wanted to make the scrolls the bad guy again, make some of the, the kids become like, yeah, like radicals, yeah. like revolutionaries, like Viva La, whatever the name of their planet is, Skrullia. I think they said it was something stupid. Skrullix? Skrulltovia. No, that was actual, it was a joke in the movie. Yeah. They're like, home planet has the same name. They're like, yeah, I know, it's a dumb name, you know? <laughs> I, I don't remember. Somebody listening to this is like screaming like, no, my, it's blah, blah, blah. And my like, name is Brian. I'm from the Brian race, from the planet Brian. Like that's 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 basically the You can't name a planet Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you can certainly try. 
All right. I think I think we I think we've uh, essentially wrapped up here. But yeah. uh, but before we do, uh, Mr. Suhu, you have a Kickstarter to pin. Yeah. So um, you guys can find me on Twitter and Facebook and all that at at Raft Does Stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Kickstarter I worked on with uh, one of my former coworkers, Jason Conover, called Masked Prejudice. Uh, it's a it's a comic anthology. Basically, think of it as a metaphor for our current climate with immigration and like racism and all that, and throw in like a civil war kind of vibe, like Marvel Civil War, where like superheroes have to register and the tensions and the difficulties of that. I wrote a I wrote a five page story about uh, called Do the Right Thing, where it's about kids getting bullied and like kids possibly getting detained and and you know taken away from their parents it's a modern themes in there so uh if you go into kickstarter and uh and look up masked prejudice in the comic section you can uh check that out i'm sure ian will put it in the show notes yes i will put it in the show notes this this is gonna have show notes. at raf does stuff <laughs> And uh, yeah, currently at uh, twenty eight fifty nine out of twenty eight hundred, uh, with twenty seven days to go. Uh, yeah, thousand. My yeah, mistake. We, need, we need a little bit of money. Yeah, I gotta pay the artists and stuff. And well, yeah, I mean, hey, you're you're off to a good start with twenty seven days to go. So that's, yeah, that's not bad. it's not Critical Role with their five billion dollars. Jesus and, Christ, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> It's insane. I, I do I'm also so want to mention the Kickstarter for White, uh, real quick. Yeah, uh, for Jamal's book. Yeah, yeah Jamal Eigel's uh, sequel to the uh, to the Black series uh, is also on Kickstarter. So if you have two projects that you're going to uh, to put your money towards, make it these two. Make it these two, one way or the other. Uh, Chris, where where can we find you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm at Lampane, L-A-M-P-B-A-N-E, but also at Chris Nautis, K-R-I-S-N-A-U-D-U-S. One is pleasure, one is business. <laughs> uh, you can also just go to Engadget.com and hope you spot my byline. Uh, again, we, last episode we talked about Toy Fair. I don't think I've done a lot since. Uh, that was only like three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah I, I've had a busy month. Uh, sometimes I'm on Engadget today. There you go. You know, I get to be on our daily show. You know, so I have I don't have anything really new to pimp right now. All right, but Engadget.com, basically. Yeah, go to Engadget and be all like, hey, Engadget, please, please write, have, have Chris write more stories. We like her stories. <laughs> and uh, Oh, yeah, I wrote, I wrote about a Corsair keyboard, and then they were very sad because <laughs> I was very mad at it. Yeah. And, uh, and Casino, where can they find you? I am on... YouTube as BK's Bullets. Yeah. Check us Woot. out. And 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 on and on the comic timing feed as BK's Bullets if they want to go back and listen to your uh, best and worst Good of uh, of twenty eighteen yeah. when it comes to video games. Yes. Yep. And uh, and also uh, a reminder that if you have not listened to uh, Brent and Jim's takes on the death of Superman and Reign of the Superman movie, that is also on the feed, and I would highly recommend listening to it. It is a good back and forth between Brent, who knows all about these characters and all about Reign of the Superman and death of the Superman, and Jim, who knows the Superman is named Superman. <laughs> yes, essentially. <laughs> It, it was it was it was actually a really good episode. I enjoyed it a lot. So give it give it give it a go. And uh, yeah, for me, uh, you can find uh, a lot of my most recent stuff over at comicgeekspeak.com. Been helping out with them uh, a lot lately, and uh, probably be talking about this very same movie again in a couple of days on their show. For uh, just so you can hear uh, Chris Eberly and Adam Murdo's takes on it, and uh, hopefully we're gonna have a couple others, uh, maybe Shane and uh, and Kevin if they can make it. But uh, yeah, comicgeekspeak.com, our most recent episode was actually an introducing for uh, Captain Marvel Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel Genus Vell, and Captain Marvel Carol Danvers. So if you want to know more about those characters, that is a very fun episode, and I had a very good time putting it together. Comicgeekspeak.com. 
You can find me at I underscore AM underscore sci-fi on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I think that's all I really feel like pimping because I don't really go on Tumblr anymore. No, who does? No, exactly. It's just yep. a cesspool. It's not even yeah, a cesspool. Once they took off the porn, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, your, your, your articles. Oh, yeah. I, work, I write reviews for Comics First. Yes. You can find that at www.comicsverse.com mm-hmm. and just look up my name. Yep. Um, That'll and it's also Raph, be in the show notes. R A P H. Yep. Does stuff. Do yep. not put an L in my name. It's at the end of my name and not in Ralph. the middle. God, Ralph. I hate getting Ralph on. It's gross. <laughs> there are so many people Ralph. we know who still call you Ralph. Shane, uh, Shane did it for, uh, and when he wished me happy birthday. So uh, I, I don't mind. It's fine. Well, I mean, it, it, it's basically just mistyping on your on your keyboard. Yeah, and if you swipe or, or you know autocorrect, it yep. autocorrects usually. Like, because Apple and Google fucking hate me. Yeah. Womp womp. All right. Well, the email address for Comic Timing is comictiming at gmail.com. You can uh, follow us over at facebook.com slash comictiming for all of the conversation and random links that we will post uh, from week to week. And uh, also follow uh, Brent over at his BK's Bullets page on Facebook, uh, but he'll also be cross-posting most of those videos over to the Comic Timing page. And uh, we're probably members of the Comics Podcast Network over at comicspodcast.com and the League of Comic Book Podcasts over at comicbooknoise.com slash league. Brent, good catching up with you again, sir, and maybe you'll like something a little bit more the next time we speak. If it's good. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about Shazam, and we better like that. Oh, seriously. Oh, I, I, I'm, I have high hopes for Shazam. Yeah, I've been hearing it's almost like Goonies and uh, and Big. Did they not understand what Goonies was about? I, Goonies was Indiana Jones with children. Yeah, I know. And I don't want to... Indiana Jones, Shazam? That makes no sense. That's a weird review. Eh, Goonies are good enough. Uh, uh, and, uh, Raph, you're, you're, you're here. Comics are for everyone. That's apparently become our sign-off now, whether I like it or not. Thanks for coming here again, Chris. Uh, sure. I want to go home, and <laughs> yes. And yeah. as always, there's always time for comics. Oh, there yes, there is. Everyone. Everyone. I'm very sad that on one of my uh, the Lego Engadget video, they didn't keep me basically molesting the giant Emmett. Well, that's special. <laughs> you know, you get up early, you get a little zany. Everything is indeed awesome, apparently. Yeah, a little photo booth, it was great. He had a little mug, and he's all happy sitting on his couch. Aww. Sit next to him with a giant Lego mug. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Stop it. Beast Marvel. You, you are officially banned from that? I, yeah. I'm going to kick you, and I'm not going to feel bad about Can't it. Pass me my, my water, by the way. Right, Does he get a bigger payout when he does that? <laughs> does he want you to kick him? <laughs> so it's a... Maybe, maybe. Well, we'll have to figure that out. Thousands of people watch me. Really? Do what? Play with toys. Oh, okay, that's fair. I, I should have my own t- uh, toy like YouTube channel. Yeah, I guess. It's nothing like standing next to a little girl at Toy Fair, googling the name on her badge, and realizing she has four million subscribers <laughs> and doesn't want to be there. Jesus. <laughs>